also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show is off and running on a Monday. And, boy, mixed results over the weekend. we got a lot to react to. We've got Aaron Sexton, and, of course, we have Drake Toll. You heard us very early Saturday morning preparing for Baylor and Utah. And, Drake, i got to say, as much as, like, I tried to say on the pregame show that, hey, if they played them, Clay, and I, I did predict a Utah win, you predicted a Baylor win, and you looked, you know, for a lot of the day, it looked like you were going to be right. I I thought that if Baylor played reasonably well and they lost the game, that we would come in here feeling a lot better about things, even after an 0-2 start to the season. And yet, the way that game played out, and I know Aaron was monitoring every bit of it as well, there was so much control of that game from a defensive perspective for the Bears, and at times offense, that... It, it, I don't know. I don't know if playing number 12 or whatever they do, boy, that looked like a fraudulent at times. I thought, wait, Utah is supposed to be really good, but I don't feel that great. I don't feel that great. There are positive things that happened, but it's certainly not like, oh, man, almost beat Utah. And I think it has to do, Drake, with the, the end of the game. And, and how it just, uh, how it ended and how it came all crashing down so suddenly in the final two, two and a half minutes of that game that I still have a pit in my stomach and I'm having trouble drawing a lot of positives from it. Yeah, Matt, uh, it's the whole moral victory thing. And there are no moral victories to me to take away with this because of the way that it ended. Um, we've now, Baylor has now lost six straight. We have seen six Baylor losses consecutively. We've talked about the recruiting losses, the transfer portal losses, the NIL and all of that. But if you want to focus solely on the Utah game, and I mentioned this with you in the Baylor kickoff show is it almost feels like we are all as a fan base used to this, this blueprint of a game. And that's Baylor up by double digits. They could win the game and they start playing not to lose. They get too conservative and you just think, all right, this last 10 minutes is all going to go to hell and the other team's going to somehow improbably pull out a way to win it. It's going to be a turnover. It's going to be a last second field goal, a last second touchdown. And just when you think it's the Bears game in hand, they're going to find some excruciating way to lose. Matt, I, I pitched this idea to you on Saturday morning. That's the idea of Baylor's up late. It's kind of the TCU game where the other team comes back and they win it, and then everybody's so deflated, and then at the end of the game you hear, B-U, B-U. And it was. It's exactly what happened, except the B-U chants were left on the cutting room floor. Thank Nobody you. was excited. Nobody was excited to see this kind of loss. If Baylor's down 31-14, <laughs> to 14, and the final score is 31-28, to 28, and you think, all right, you were on the doorstep. You could have done it. You fought back late against a good uh-huh. Utah team. Maybe this is a different conversation. 
But the conversation we're having today is about how dismal the offense was when it needed to step up most, how bad it was in the second half, and how Baylor had the game in its grasp, could win a football game, could just go win for the first time in six games, and said, maybe next week we'll give you guys this one again. And giving it away is is the proper way to, to it say it. And I, I, I'm not here today to heap a lot of stuff on the defense because they oh, yeah. slugged away, played their rears off. And and I and if I don't, I'm going to say it right now just in case I don't come back around to it. I think we'll have time at some point during the next couple of hours to, to hit on this. But I was so impressed. Every second down, it'd be second and seven or whatever. Yeah. And here comes number 33 onto the field. Then I look out and I see... Our buddy Caden Jenkins, um, Gordon was out there, number 24. There yep. were a lot of freshmen and redshirt freshmen. 51, our man Kyler, who had the big interception. Like, those are young, young players on this team. Lots of either freshmen or redshirt freshmen. So I, I thought some of those guys just played beautifully. In fact, um, God, the safety. DJ Coleman. I mean, D- yes, in fact, I love DJ his, Coleman. Oh, his parents have been hearing from them on Twitter. DJ himself, he was on interacting with me on Twitter today. Love, I like the DBs. I mean, it was just across the board to the point where I'm just like, wow, put him out there first down too. Don't wait to put DJ into second down. I'm loving this kid. Yeah, and then we finally got to see. And again, we're not going to be the sunshine pumping kind of guys. That's not this. That's not that kind of show. But I will say, I got to see the 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 guy I was begging for uh, at linebacker on the pregame show. Matt Jones was a killer. Matt yeah. at six three, whatever he is, two forty five, two thirty five. He was sideline to sideline, you know, shutting everything down. And then Mike Smith who we've had so much talk about, didn't really notice him that much, honestly, against Texas State, yeah. was on fire. And, and they affected the quarterback. I mean, think about it. All across the line, that kid that was did not play in that first week, uh, Trevin May from Hawaii, whoa. Yep. I mean, that guy kind of controlled the line of scrimmage. So, again, so many positives, but then – when it comes down to it, um, they can't finish. This is not a team, and so I, I'm. I, I, I get the only silver lining I've kind of found is 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 this thought that after watching them, we were horrified at like maybe the the talent that it looked like Texas State had better talent than Baylor, and it just that was scary to everybody. At least you come away from this game going, okay. Like some of these safeties, I like this young cornerback. I like these linebackers. I mean, yeah. there there was some Kyler, my man over there, 51. I mean, I like the way he was playing. So from a talent perspective, I kind of feel a little bit better about things. Now, Drake, I know you, and we'll talk more about this as, as the day unfolds, and you were um, out there at that luncheon with, uh, with, with uh, Dave Aranda today. And, you know, that it, it's still we're going to have to have talks about, OK, what's this 24 class going to look like? 
What's the portal going to look like moving forward? They finally kicked down the portal door this year, and I think we're finding out it probably wasn't enough. Probably wasn't enough. I mean, they went and got two quarterbacks in the portal, and and again, I don't ever want to overreact to one outing. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about Sawyer. I know you were really, and I, and I was trying to caution you, and we were having a debate a little bit about it because you really wanted him to come in there and lift all boats, and I just felt like we were asking him to do a little too much. That said, you can't – I mean, I saw the speed. I know he was banged up in the second half, but I saw the speed. I saw some of those deep balls. I mean, his rating and all that does not look good. He did not – I mean, we can't – we can't make – we can't, like, say that he had a great performance because he absolutely didn't. But, I mean, we saw enough from him to suggest – that we'd like to see more. Well, here's yeah. I, we I don't have so, any choice. Do I'm we? <laughs> so confident when he would throw the ball, and I, I think a lot of people agree when he would throw the ball to the boundary. When Baylor would run some sort of deep route to the boundary, Sawyer was there. He'd loft it over the head, and he had his touch was good enough to give you some big plays. It is it's undeniable that some of the big throws downfield that he made were really solid. It was when he went in the intermediate. You know, Jalen Milrow had this issue for Alabama is that his deep ball is great. He can put it on the on the boundary especially, but he just can't throw in the intermediate. And I thought Sawyer's slant game, his uh, throwing across the middle, that's where he threw his interceptions. That's where he was, he was inefficient, whereas his deep ball coming on the sideline into the end zone, to me, looked solid. And what did Baylor not throw a lot of? The deep ball to the boundary. It didn't make so much sense to me, Matt. And nobody wanted to fire Jeff Grimes last week after that, after the offensive output against Texas State. But this week, I see all these keyboard warriors. Oh, fire Jeff Grimes. I think that's completely... What are we looking at? Last week, terrible defensive performance. This week, bad offensive performance. I just... This whole team lacks consistency. It's not like the game was won or lost in the same way in different quarters this week and last week. It's the same blueprint of, wow, everything is just as inconsistent as possible. Last week, Matt, the single worst offensive line grade under Jeff Grimes. This week, the single best offensive line grade under Jeff Grimes. Can somebody make sense of what is going on with this football team? Because none of it lines up. Well... I mean, and I know you were being pretty tough on uh, our man Eric Mateos. Ten false starts, Matt. Somebody has to pay for ten false starts in eight quarters of football. But in the same breath, you're saying how improved the O-line was. I'm not. The analytics are. Okay. Well, you're quoting the analytics. I am. That's true. So, I mean, I think if we're going to use numbers, it perhaps that suggests that they made a massive improvement in an area – I, I, I say if we're going to beat him up on the false starts, if the analytics suggested the offensive line played a ton better, we got to kind of give him credit for that. All right, all right, like, fine. You yeah. know what? Here's my statement. Here's my thesis. Eric Mateos, very nicely done when it comes to blocking. Eric Mateos, the worst single offensive line performance in two games I can ever imagine when it comes to literally the easiest part of the offensive line, the snap count. That, and again, it just goes to how terrible the consistency is. When you do something so well that is fundamental to football, blocking, but you don't know the snap count, what are we doing here? Well, and one of the things you're talking about happened with someone who took over this week and played more, and that was Alvin Ebersole. Uh, 
And, you know, Ebisole or Ebiselli, anyway, big, big, massive guy that to me looks like he totally has something, but had a false start, had a hold. Those things were drive killers Clark early. Barrington had a false start this week. Yeah, yeah. Again, um, I mean, I, I yes, you hold the coaches accountable. Uh, Ten in two weeks is it's so I mean, bad. How, how often are we using the word? <laughs> What's really crazy is like last week you had like members of the media basically saying in a post game press conference like this is unacceptable. Which by the way, our our job is not our job is to ask questions. Right, and you can ask tough questions. We're not supposed to write going an opinion in there. piece in the post game yeah, press conference. We're not conference. supposed to go in there and say, "Hey, Dave, that's bad." It's not an editorial. That's, yeah, we're not like we're not assessing. Now we can ask tough things like, "What you know? Why did you put Sawyer in that position? Right. What did you want on that throw? Did you think the offense got too stale and you were playing not to lose?" All very fair questions, and I think most of those questions were asked. But it's it's I think fans sometimes. And here's where, and Drake, as a young guy that's uh, already doing a great job at these, the hard part Thank is. You. Sometimes when you're on Twitter and everything, I think reporters sometimes feel pressure. Oh, my gosh, I've got to – the fans are mad. I've got to go represent them. And, yes, you can ask tough questions, but sometimes I think the fans – Well, Matt – The fans want reporters to go in there and, like, beat up the coach and be like – Dave, that's horrible. Well, that's again. That's not. That's there, not there's the, the give and take yeah. to it. There's the give and take because in the SEC, I and, and this is this is me talking a bit on how reporters are not just at Baylor but at a lot of similar schools. It's a niche group of media. Whereas in the SEC, you've got people that media members who hate each other, media members who hate the coach, and vice versa. They ask really scathing questions. Baylor beat reporters don't for better or worse. That but the like I posed a question to Dave today, and I think it's a very fair one. You've lost a lot of recruiting battles. You ended last season with a loss to Air Force going 0-4 in the last four. You have now lost six straight. I asked Dave after the bowl loss, how do you keep this thing from spiraling? And I asked him again this morning, not only how, do you, how did you keep it from spiraling, now when it comes to morale, how do you get your team where it needs to be to win? Because six straight losses, I didn't call it bad, I didn't call it unacceptable, I just said six straight losses can be a morale killer. And I thought Dave gave an answer to it but to me that's where you pose it is hey look let's all take notice the fact that Owen six is not a good thing i'm not yeah. going to assert that to coach aranda but i now need to know where do you go from a morale standpoint to not lose this roster yeah well i think that you have to ask the questions and and you have to they should be tough questions too they should be tough but, questions but you could yeah tough and respect be and be respectful i think all those things can happen and all by the way some of the sec it's like when i hear all this stuff about how tough the new york media is or how tough the eagles media i had a lot of friends in those different media markets yeah. sometimes you'd go and they got the reputation for being so tough and you'd go to the the post game news conference, and I promise you, it was not tough at all. Like the when I was your age, Drake, or a little bit older than you, I went to <laughs> Bob Stoops lost this recruiting battle, and I forget where the kid went, I, it, OSU or something. The kid was from Tulsa, big time wide receiver. Yeah, and and I go in there as a young reporter from the morning news, and I say, Bob, 
I mean, it was like everybody went there to get their big luncheon and yeah. talk about the recruiting class, and I questioned him about that. And you should have seen everybody just whip their heads around and look at me. Oh, but, yeah. You know, you it's um you, you got to ask these things now. We're going to talk more about it, and one of the things I want to do at the start, and I should mention, yes, there will be Cowboys talk today. There will be Cowboys talk throughout the week. It was a bludgeoning of the Giants, and the Giants got off to a nice little start. We're setting up for their field goal after, was that a false start? Something they did. You yes. remember, they, 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 they had a little drive killer themselves. And they're setting up for a field goal, and the Cowboys block it with one yay Thomas. And then the new guy, Aaron's the only one who can say his name. I think it's like ignominy. He, number 19, I don't know if you were like me, Drake and Aaron. I was like trying to figure out who number 19 was as he was racing that field goal back. Cowboys never look back and blow the Giants out 40 to nothing. You talk about a yeah. statement to open the season. I think the big baddies of the NFC, um, especially San Fran and the Cowboys, made major statements. They just said, you know what? We may be getting together again in the playoffs because nobody's going to push us around. Great start for the Cowboys. They didn't even need, like, much offense. I think Pollard had a nice game, finished with like 78 yards, 80 yards. They didn't even need it. They yeah. did special teams, defense. What a commanding, tremendous performance by the uh, Cowboys defense. Guys, uh, real quick, um, how'd y'all do fantasy-wise opening? 5-0, and o, Matt. 5-0 and o because four of my teams, Dallas that Cowboys defense. defense. Yeah. I went 3-1. I had a good weekend. Ooh, nice. Yep. I have not called my co-owner to see how we did. <laughs> That's how. Oh, by the way, guys, the one thing I was able to have an impact on on our I didn't even get to go to the draft this year. They said, "Do you want insert like Lamar Jackson or somebody like that or Joey or Joe Burrow for quarterback?" And of course, I chirped up, "Give me Burrow." Mm-hmm. And Burrow 6 was, points. <laughs> You're off to a roaring start. Hey, I would have like, taken him if he'd have fallen to me too. So I'm, I'm not giving you, you know, grief. That was the one decision I was I made because I was at a high school game and just didn't have time to really, to really focus in. But uh, Cowboys off to a great start. So Cowboys fans can be happy uh, today. Baylor fans just continuing, and I don't know. We, I don't know what you do with this um, this one coming up. But, again, we're as we get into the week, as we do every week, we're going to talk to the opposing head coach. All right? And um, I think there's some kind of public Zoom meeting with him, but that's not what we do. We get the head football coaches on the Matt Mosley show. The opposing team's head football coaches. Okay. Well, let's, we don't have to. We certainly, yes, we have a at least one of the head just, coaches. I was asking if you, okay, I was just trying yes. to clarify here. Yeah, one of the head coaches in the game we always have. It, it it seems lately to be the opposing head coach, which is fine. I love getting the opposing head coaches. We'll try to get Sark. If we don't have Sark, we'll get Chris Del Conte, the, um, the AD from the University of Texas. All right, we've, we're going to continue and... I'll tell you what, we've got NFL Blitz at 340. 
as we get in the four o'clock hour, I want y'all to start getting ready. And, and even in the next segment, as we talk about this, I want to start getting your text messages and we will take phone calls today. All right. And uh, we're really going to rev those up as we get into the four o'clock hour. But, you know, it, what we're going to talk about next is do you are you a little bit encouraged by what we saw from the Bears or the way it ended? Are you even more discouraged than ever? Where are we? We'll give our opinions. We want to hear yours as well. Text us on the CNC Collision Center text line 254-662-1660. That's all next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. And they're going to give the ball to Pollard. He busts up the middle. Only heard here. He broke the tackle right to the 40. All season. Turns left at the 20 and Pollard with a house call. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Jets, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor alumni are more than 160,000 strong. When we all join hands to support our university, we don't just move the needle, we move mountains. Working together, we create life-changing opportunities for students on the field, in the classroom, in the laboratory, and in life for generations to come. So get connected. Get involved. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at rockmymortgage.com today. In the market for a quality metal building? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe have helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal building design, panel options, building components, and trim options. Pioneer Steel and Pipe's residential line is energy efficient, offers low maintenance, reduces insurance payments, is impact resistant, and carries up to a 45-year limited warranty. In addition, they can help you find metal building contractors for your project. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. An exceptional experience and extraordinary results. That's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James Law Firm. 
Craig Cherry, Ryan Johnson, Mark Sigmund, and Scott James are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases, as well as business disputes. They have unmatched credentials, real world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. Bears drop one, 20 to 13. I kind of, it, it was like the old days. I, I, I made it back home, was watching Texas, Alabama. Later, you know, they would come out and I'd see the Baylor score again on the, on the scroll. And then at some point I saw in Sports Center or something the highlights of the game. And it just, it, it just kind of hit me all over. It was like another wave hit me. Like, golly, I can't believe that happened. Because again, there were so many positive things. Um, and Drake, I'm, I am kind of curious. I want to hear, uh, and we'll, we'll do this. We may do this a couple times today, but, um, Drake was with, um, Dave Aranda today at that luncheon and certainly, uh, had a couple of questions. Uh, and I want to hear, I want to hear those, but, um, Drake, I think the, I think the thing is, is the way it ended was so demoralizing. Yeah. But again, as we said earlier, the defense played like you know really well all day, and then even in the first half, the offense was doing some nice things. I mean, Dominic was running like crazy, yep. running over people. Uh, then they they kept getting, they kept converting like a third and twelve. I think one time it was third and ten. Reese, they're really a good complementary backs at times because Reese certainly is the speedy guy. Dominic is just a. Oh, my gosh, he's a load. I mean, I thought we were going to miss Quailin a little bit, the Bears would, and yet Dom, is, is he'll crunch you. He will run over you. And so, again, there were, there were some really nice things they did schematically on offense in the first half, but it's like anything. It's like, those, it's like a movie or something. You, when I see a team, you know, have to settle for a field goal or miss a field goal as they did, you're just like, oh, man, every time they have to settle for one of those, you feel like it's going to come back to haunt them. And what Utah was able to do, think about that, Drake. That crowd was great. They brought a lot of good people. They seemed I told, like nice I tried folks. to tell you. I tried to tell you. It was the same I, as the BYU crowd. I think BYU had more, but I would admire. These folks were good, and they brought a nice crowd, and I did underestimate them. Yeah. Okay, so – I, you know, I'm sorry. I'm so hard to talk to sometimes, but I'm I'm trying. I'll try to listen to you. But they, I, their chants were good. They got, but for the most part, are, Baylor, their chants were better than Baylor fans. Baylor, they. T- All right, asking your PA man. He was asking do, the crowd to chant. Asking, Dar- well, <laughs> it's well, that's 
But what again, do you he, think the Utah had, fans thought? Well, that's what he's been instructed oh, to do. I, I, Derek I'm not has, putting it's it on not him. Derek's fault. I love Derek. Yeah. I don't think it's Derek's fault at all. I'm not yeah, putting I mean, it on He had to it's do somebody's fault. one time. It's like a Baylor Bears, and then before that, it was a green and gold. That's the worst one was, of all time. Here's why I was cringing is because I felt like the Utah people, you know, I was hoping we could kind of show off for them, and it was so weird and dead. I mean, think about all those Baylor line kids. My nephew's one of them. They I think, love any, I think by all those, you mean anything. the 15. Matt, what? did you see the picture of the Baylor line this weekend? Well, the Baylor line was fine. No, Matt. No, no, no. Matt, no, have that, you seen were... the picture of the Baylor line this weekend? It was at a fourth capacity. It was the, the kids that ran the Baylor line. Javon Overshone came out and said there was no t- problem with ticket sales. Javon Overshone said, "Who is she is spectacular at what she does, by the way. And she said less than half of the people who bought allotted Baylor line tickets actually showed up to the game. I thought from looking from our perch, by the way, I don't know, you've chosen not to, I mean, I kind of had my feelings hurt up there in the press box. I looked at uh, where you were assigned to sit and you were down there sitting with some other people and I I did I don't know if it was something I said or Oh, or something. not something you said, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, very interesting that that you bring that to the table because to me they were spread out, they looked good. I didn't really have any issue with the Baylor line, but that is interesting if Rated they did the... not take the full allotment in the second week. That's not a great uh, less than 50%. That's not a great sign. No, but, but, no, it's not good. But the, but all again, I'm more concerned. I get all that, and I, I and I and and some of that is frustrating for us to be trying these weird field yells during the game, and it just doesn't make anybody look great. Well, but the Utah fans were quiet for much of the day because they had nothing to cheer for. Yeah. Bears Bears sat on them. Bears defense completely sat on them, rushed the quarterback. Quarterback wasn't very good. Bryson Barnes did not look very good. And then I'll tell you what, that first interception Sawyer had, oh, man, that that one set that field goal up. And that field goal that made it 13-6 ended up being huge. At the time, you're, you're kind of like, well, that's, that's not that big of a deal. It made it 13-6. It ended up being a, a monster field goal. And it put them in position to drive all the way. Basically, they had one last chance to tie the game. They took it, and then the Bears handed one back to them on the interception, and they get to win the game. I mean, that, you know, in its own way, and I know it wasn't TCU, but in some ways, based on what had happened the week before, the way that game ended was every bit as demoralizing as that loss to TCU. Same script. Same script. Oh, it was man. the, oh, wow, Baylor might actually do this. How improbable. And then at the very end, they just yeah. didn't. Uh, yeah, and you're right about Utah fans. I thought Utah fans were spectacular. They started off the game with a big Utah chant, which I was blown away by. Uh, they, they were take out the student section, and there are almost as many Utah fans, which, I, and Matt, I'm not even here to be mad at the Baylor fans this week. The team lost to Texas State last week. How are you going to convince people to come sit in 131-degree weather um, when when this team lost to Texas State? I can't, I can't even blame the Baylor fans. Mm-hmm. Upset with the line, for sure. Wasn't upset with the Baylor fans. Was upset that and, – and I think I tweeted this out uh, along with many other things. There is an obvious rift between 
whoever does the game day fan experience and the actual fans. I don't know if they're asking fans what to do. They're just doing things. Somebody else on, on social media likened it to Disney world. It's what it kind of feels like. It has this less of a, a, um, an aggressive vibe or a sporting event vibe and more of a vacation Bible school or Disney world vibe. And I think that that kind of hits the nail on the head. You don't have to agree with that, but it's what it's, it's how I feel watching it when your PA guy saying, all right, Baylor fans, I'm going to say green, you say gold. I bet every Utah fan there thought this, this is what the Big 12 is. Somebody, a Utah fan tweeted that out today, and they're exactly right. That's how the Big 12 was demonstrated in front of Brett Yormark, by the way. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It, it, it did not feel great. I will just say, obviously, when you have some offense and you're playing great, that's when all the fan stuff feels the worst is when one of my buddies had to be the the fan the Mike guy in that one in eleven year. Oh. And in the in that instance, it doesn't matter if they're doing a great job or not. Everybody's gonna hate the guy on the mic, right? It's like yeah. we all laughed at the at the guy oh, the that safari was on the guy? safari or whoever. <sighs> and it's just like that Disaster. guy's fine. That guy does a fine job. It's just it, it just seems well, Some of that stuff seems out of place, but I'll say this, because for the fan experience, they figured some stuff out in basketball, okay? that Those those experiences last year in some big-time games, 100%. big-time environments, they bring in a PA guy who, again, I never loved the over-the-top NBA announcers, but I'm an older demographic, and I understand that it appeals to your demographic, Drake, yeah. and so I'm fine with it. If the kids love it, then I'm okay with it. And and the music, and I mean the, the even the even how loud it is, it's a it's a completely different experience at the Farrell Center. And hopefully, they will now bring that over to the Foster. So I guess what I'm saying is, some of the same people that are trying to do the best they can on this football experience are the same people. I think doing a great job at the basketball games. So I, I think I just think that context. I'd like to at least add that in there. Now let me see if we have time to do this because I, I wanted to hear one of these. Yeah, we got a little time here, Aaron. Let's um, let's listen. Um, Drake was at the luncheon today, where uh, Dave Aranda comes out and visits with folks and uh, the media, the assembled media there, and. Drake brought up something he brought up after the bowl game last year, which was, you know, asking about, are you worried that this thing could start to spiral with what happened with recruiting on top of the all the losses, the six losses in a row? Let's listen to Drake here, and then uh, let's hear uh, Dave Aranda's reaction. Dave, you talked after the Air Force game and some recruiting losses about how to keep this from spiraling. Mm-hmm. Now it's six consecutive losses. Mm-hmm. How do you keep tangibly the, the morale mm-hmm. with the team where it needs to be? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think from the inside and in talking to the team, it's they can feel the, um, the improvement. You know, I think going into the first game with Texas State, I mean, there wasn't very few people, I think, that saw that coming. And so I think the, the, the inexperience and just the uh, nervousness and the anxiousness 
uh, got a hold of us and we couldn't get it shook for a half and it was too too much and defensively could never really recover and then you look at this last game just to, to attack it the way we did is what I, w- I would have wanted to expect in the first game and so to be able to kind of to um, narrow the focus and to continue to up the quality of the work that we do, to have the energy and the edge, but the execution to be upped, and then to increase the speed and to play faster and to play more confident. I think those are things that they feel and they, they can sense that. And so it's a matter of trying to, again, eliminate the distractions and stay right and stay focused on what's right ahead of us. Because I think they, they feel some momentum um, however slight, and I understand from the outside, I can I totally see it. But I think they, they can see the improvement. All right. Um, they can feel and see the improvement and feel the momentum. Hard to, for fans, our listeners, media, anybody, to really pick up on a lot of momentum yeah. when you've lost six games in a row. Now, I'm not one – to keep reaching back. I mean, I, I kind of wanted this to be, uh, okay, new year. Uh, what did they learn from that? What did they learn from that slide? And right now it just doesn't seem like that much. Now, again, here they're going to beat Long Island. I mean, that's kind yeah. of a no contest situation. Uh, it, it, they got the same opportunity in a couple of weeks that they had against Utah to completely flip the entire feeling of this program. But – you can't keep saying that week after week. I mean, we're going to be able to say that, Drake, about the UT game because UT is going to come in here as the number third or fourth team in the number three or number four team in the country. You get one last crack at them. You're going to get a great crowd. Everybody's going to want to come to that game. And, oh, by the way, it got announced today it's on ABC. That's a 630 kickoff on ABC. That's Saturday the, what is that, uh, 23rd. So, you, but, again, that's all falls on deaf ears if Drake – Two or three weeks from now, we're out at one of those, uh, like the Texas Tech game, saying, hey, guys, well, here's an opportunity to have a completely different feeling about this team. It, if you're one in five, nobody cares. I mean, it's kind of like, all right, yeah, let's see if they can come out and at least compete with Texas Tech. So I, I don't um, – I, I trust that Dave does pick up on some momentum within his program – but I think he also has to understand that nobody on the outside can pick up on that. Like, there's no, there's no way anybody's picking up on that. Yeah, I... To say that there is momentum in the program, and he did say however slight, mm-hmm. I just... Yeah. And, and he, may, he makes reference in the press conference to say, I know how the, how the media and the outside can't see that. And he's right. I can't. I don't know, Matt. I don't know. You've lost six straight games. And it is a miracle. It is a miracle to me that this team has not given up on the coach. I don't think Dave Aranda has lost this team. And I think you are, you're out of touch with what's going on in the program if you believe that he has entirely lost mm-hmm. this team. That's a good thing. But, mm-hmm. man, it, again, it's a miracle that he hasn't lost the team. I'm happy for him that he hasn't, that these – these guys, I do think, are still pretty bought in. Yeah, that's interesting that you think, and that may lead to some discussion coming up in the 4 o'clock hour about that that you think it's almost kind of against all odds 
that maybe they're still believing, hadn't lost the locker room, all that kind of thing. I, I, I think probably in a film-type session they can point to enough improvements in the way the defensive play. I think even some fans, media, everybody can at least come away with a better feeling about a couple things. Some of the young talent and then the way the defense performed. Is it enough? Does it feel like true momentum? No, no, no. But the players, I think, are hanging in there. And But that Texas game is going to feel like kind of a last stand. I mean, it really is going to take on kind of a, a Randa's last stand kind of thing to it. Because at one and three, staring at going to UCF, then it gets a little... It gets a little hairy at that point, and um, and UCF is no great shakes, and their quarterback's out for a few weeks. I noticed he he was knocked out, and they barely beat was it Boise State? I think they beat them like sixteen to fifteen or something like that. All right, it is time for uh, something we call the NFL Blitz. Uh, Cowboys with a huge win, big injuries across the NFL. Some interesting games, low scoring in some areas, um, in, in, a, in a really weird um, uh, game there between the Bengals and the Browns. Let's, um, let's see what Mr. Sexton has for us in our NFL Blitz. This is ESPN Central Texas. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Jeff Hunter Toyota has been part of the Waco community for over 30 years. I'm Amy Hunter, and we believe in its people, and we honor its history. We're proud to call Waco home. That's why we support the Baylor Bears, 
lend a hand to Fuzzy Friends Rescue, and aid the Waco Goodfellas. We also believe in hard work, the value of a dollar, and providing a quality product. That's what you'll find every day when you shop at Jeff Hunter Toyota. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the New York Jets. Live from AT&T Stadium on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's Mosley, toll, Aaron Sexton. Pay your toll today. All right, get your toll tag with Drake Toll. See, Drake, I could really do some good marketing for you. I mean, you're a man. The other day you had a bunch of marketing ideas. I got to meet the intern, Brooklyn. Very, very nice, very professional uh, individual, and uh, boy, I mean, turn her loose on the on the Mosley show. I mean, there's some there's some very uh, there's some good ideas I was hearing uh, at the completion of our uh, our pregame the other day. All right, Aaron, what do you have for us in this edition of the NFL Blitz? As we had the first full Sunday of activity yesterday. Oh, it was fun. It was, especially if you're a Cowboys fan. Their historic 40 to nothing shutout of the Giants last night had some pretty amazing stats, according to ESPN. Largest shutout win in franchise history. Second largest margin of victory against the Giants in 122 matchups. Cowboys become only the 15 to open their season with a shutout of 40-plus points on the road. They sacked Daniel Jones seven times, the most sacks for a season opener by Dallas defense since 1994, which was also the last year. They won a Super Bowl. 
That's just some of the amazing numbers from a dominant Cowboys performance over the Giants last night. I mean, it, it, you just look up all kinds of stuff. I mean, when's the last time they had a block kick return <laughs> for a touchdown? You know, like, I, I did kind of remember, and I tra- can't remember what year that was, Aaron. They had that big, tall kid from Florida State. Remember the safety Patrick Watkins, mm-hmm. and you know we used to think, golly, he's like six five safety, and he never could quite get it going. And he didn't know how to tackle. He was doing like old school, like roll blocking tackles, those weird tackles. But he could block a field goal. And Wanye came in there and just boom, that thing. That, there were a lot of interesting things in that game. But Drake, that was uh, what a way to set the tone for a season. And and think about having to be. Uh, I mean, you know, as Baylor fans right now, everybody's kind of like, is there, is there any fan base that feels worse? Well, I would point you to the New York football Giants because that was embarrassing to one of your big-time, all-time rivals to just get blanked. And, and by the way, now they've played 12 times in the, in the, to open seasons against the Giants, more than any, against any other team. And the Cowboys are 11-1 in those games. Yeah, as somebody who has the um, Cowboys defense, very excited. Also, watching that game last night, I got it's that feeling, Matt. It's that feeling that creeps in at some point every season where you think, uh-huh, well, I guess this is finally the year. Um, that block field goal, the pick six, the seven sacks, all of it was just spectacular. I thought the offense... <laughs> Uh, in the pouring rain, right, I thought the offense had some things that it's like, all right, I mean, a couple, I don't know, Dak throwing the ball. It seemed that he was limited by the play calling because the defense was so good that there wasn't really a need to open anything up. So I still don't think you've seen the true potential. I know you haven't seen the true potential of the Dallas Cowboys offense, but yeah. last night's defense showed that Aaron Rodgers is going to have some serious serious problems next. He is far too old to take the beating that Daniel Jones did. Correct, and they were so they didn't know what to do late in the game. They were running Daniel Jones after the game had been decided. He's still out Why there, is he with like still five there? minutes. Did you see the Chris Collinsworth was like, "Yeah, this is just to show his team that he's their leader and get killed every play." Yeah, or missing the rest of the season. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, Collinsworth was trying to toss him a bone. Ridiculous. Uh huh. That was uh, that was bad. That was bad news on the part of the Giants. Great win for the Cowboys, 40 to nothing. Monday Night Football tonight, a great matchup at MetLife Stadium. The Jets, Aaron Rodgers' first game will be on ESPN and ABC as they host Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills tonight. And if you're a Spectrum customer, you'll be able to watch it because apparently they weren't able to come to an agreement in time for everyone to see the college football games but they were not going to make people miss the two NFL teams in the New York market playing on Monday Night Football. So the two sides have come to an agreement. And if you're a Spectrum uh, subscriber, you will be able to watch Monday Night Football tonight and college football starting, well, I guess, with probably the first game Wednesday or Thursday. Congratulations. Aaron Rodgers gets the deal done. He does it all. When he's not doing mushrooms and wata- wasaka, whatever, whatever that's Ashwagandha. Ayahuasca. 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 Yeah, when he's not doing that stuff, he's he's healing huge rifts 
between cable companies and ESPN. And the thought of not having Aaron in prime time made them get this deal done. That's going to be fun tonight to see him in the Jets uniform uh, on in a prime time deal against a great team. This is going to be a lot of fun. And then we get to see Cowboys fans can can look at this from a you know uh, through the window of will they get them next Sunday? So the old uh, Jets have to play on a short week. They got to play at night game, get ready, and then they'll be coming to Dallas, coming to Arlington to play next week, next afternoon at uh, 325. So a lot of fun stuff, and I cannot wait for Monday night football. I mean, with Joe and Troy, Monday night football has regained its swagger, and you say, well, why would you pay Troy $17, 18000000 $18 a year to call these games? It's because of tonight. They get better games because they made a bigger commitment to have a better broadcast crew. I'm sorry, but when you're trying to roll Greasy and Lewis Riddick and every I mean, nice folks, good folks. I like them. I like them. But when you make the commitment and you put a big-time broadcast crew together, the NFL says, hey, by the way, let's give them some better games this year. And that is what you're seeing. Yeah, do you see Joe Buck, uh, what he said today on radio? Uh, what do you say? He was on a Yes Network, and he said, okay. it's ESPN. We could be fired tomorrow. So, interesting thing to say before the first Monday night football game that Joe Buck calls this season for ESPN. <laughs> I, I saw Joe speak recently, and, and, just, and he was very funny and did a good job, but uh, Joe... Brad Sham was the moderator, and um, I don't think Joe has much fear. I think Joe's arrived at a time in his life where if he wants to throw out a little barb or whatever at ESPN, I would be a little careful probably if I was making that massive money to call games. The other thing he said at that thing I attended recently in in Dallas was that he, he was totally fine never calling another baseball game. And I found that kind of interesting. Like, I I thought that, honestly, I think that's what he does best. Now, he's great at football. I shouldn't say that. He's great at football, and he's great at baseball. But, I mean, I like hearing him on baseball. And he just said he was totally fine never calling another baseball game. One more note about tonight's Monday night game between the Bills and the Jets, Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, not expected to be active for the team's first game against the Jets tonight. Hamlin is healthy after suffering cardiac arrest on January 2nd during the Bills game against the Bengals. It was ultimately called off, but he will be inactive tonight because of a coach's decision. All right. I mean, I it, it was amazing that he even made the roster. Um not shocking that he's not quite back to being a starter or even being ready to totally contribute in a Monday night game. Would have been kind of cool to see him back out there in that type of environment. But um, I'll tell you, I uh, and obviously uh, we, we all know what today is, but it does make me think back, Aaron, to that moment, and it was a Monday night football game, and... I think it just it just brings back a lot of memory. I mean, it was one of the scariest moments 
um, in the history of the NFL to see what was going on, to even try to figure out like how they were going to handle that, who was getting the information. That that was that was. Uh, I think we'll all remember that game, even if we weren't totally tuned in at that time. You saw that stuff happen on Twitter, and so you raced over to see what was happening on TV. Love that Hamlin is back playing again, but uh, totally understandable that he is not, uh, that he wouldn't be active for this game. Teams already dealing with replacing key players after week one. The Cleveland Browns started the season with an impressive 24-3 win over the Bengals, but they lost Starting right tackle Jack Conklin for the season. He tours ACL and MCL, and they will have to rely on rookie fourth-round pick Dewan Jones out of Ohio State, who mm. replaced Conklin in Sunday's game. Yeah, Conklin, really good player in um, uh, in a big in a leader already, uh, or has been on that team, and so um, this Bears watching you know Aaron just to go back to the Cowboys for a second I gotta say as great as Tyler Smith has been Chuma Adoga again and again the Cowboys kind of had a lead and and were able just to sit on that and obviously embarrass the Giants but number 71 in there at left guard loved his work I thought he played well I mean again they may have helped him out a little bit but I thought he was fine and so this thought that, oh, my gosh, how are they going to do out Tyler Smith? Well, it helps when you get a special teams touchdown and a pick six. And then even, guys, I, I mean, it almost became comical, didn't it? Giants, like, had a nice little, you know, breakout uh, pass. And the guy's racing down the field. And uh, Diggs swoops in and just punches the ball <laughs> out of there. <laughs> it, was kind of, it was kind of funny. The poor old Giants. I mean, who are we? Remember we were talking about how bad they were at wide receiver? I mean, I was surprised. I didn't realize Sterling Shepard was still on their still team. There. <laughs> and I saw him hanging out in Paris, somebody. Paris, Paris Campbell, Campbell running yeah, around, they... yeah, from Ohio State. There was that one player that I was kind of excited to see, Hyatt from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he did anything, really. I mean, He dropped a wide-open pass in the third quarter. That's the only time I really saw him. <laughs> Or late in the second, sorry. Got Weren't we the supposed second to half. think that, like, <laughs> Waller was supposed to help them or something? I mean, I, I don't know what he was up to. I mean, I guess they he was banged up going into the game. I don't remember him doing much. <laughs> so I was listening to the postgame show last night on their on the uh, flagship for the Cowboys. And the big scout that they used said, well, that was a rough one, and that led to Giants points. And the guy that was doing the show with it was trying to be nice, but it kind of got silent. Like, it, it, they had to come back, and they <laughs> said, well, the Giants didn't get any points in this game. <laughs> but he was very confident. He's like, Giants went down there and scored. And, and I, I heard it. He was so convincing that I literally was like, did I miss a touchdown? I thought the score was 40 to nothing. And, of course, it was. He was just maybe trying to help out the, the Giants. Okay, we need to – Aaron, do you have one more or we need to get rolling here? One more real quick and another okay. – it's sad. J.K. Dobbins, the Ravens running back who was making a comeback from a torn ACL and MCL two years ago. He wasn't right all last mm. year and looked like mm. he was finally healthy. He suffered a uh, an Achilles tear and he is out for the year. So he will miss his second 
second season in the last three, and he missed half of last season with injuries. Just uh, tough luck for the ex-Ohio State running back because he is a great running back when he's healthy. Just can't stay healthy. Is he number 27? Who is number 27 for the Ravens? That's him. Did you see him go up and and he he had a touchdown early in that that first half, and he got down there around the goal line, and and I, I don't know when he got hurt. But he he went up into the air. It was an unbelievable play. I hate that too. I like oh, uh, I like you know J.K. Dobbins and I like you know J.K. Rowling. Okay, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. As we uh, continue to roll on, and we got to get back in to the Bears, and we're going to hear your calls and your text messages. It's time to sound off. Um, are you uh, were you encouraged? Did you see anything Saturday that has you a little bit encouraged about Baylor, or are you just six game losing streak and you see no end in sight? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Your calls, your text messages are next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DulyNoted.com, a human side of the law. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping, and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Jesse Britt's Automotive wants to help your car get ready for the Texas heat. Now through Saturday, they're offering free automotive AC checkup with any vehicle service at Jesse Britt's Automotive. Plus, let them help keep your car roadworthy with their computerized alignments discounted for a limited time at only $49.99. The alignments come with free tire rotation and free visual brake inspection. Just mention this ad, Jesse Britt's Automotive. Discounting your prices, not your service. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. 
having pain like that and not knowing how you caused it and for how long it's lasting, it's debilitating. QC Kinetics patient Diane Richardson hated not being able to live her life to the fullest due to joint pain. But then she called QC Kinetics, where regenerative treatments helped her pain go away. The result was phenomenal. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in using natural biologics to restore and repair damaged joint tissue. This was a great alternative for me as opposed to going in and possibly having surgery or something else. There was no downtime, and that's what I love. My life is too busy for me to be sidelined. If you're tired of constant pain from arthritis or injury, don't think the old treatments are the only treatments. Discover regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Just to feel good and know that I'm out of pain is the best thing ever. I'm able to do everything that I want to do. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 254-415-4100. That's 254-415-4100. 254-415-4100. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options, whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, Toll, Sexton, all of us marching forward. Uh, and there's only one path. We've got to move forward. With this Baylor program, and uh, interested uh, to hear a little bit more. Uh, in 520 today, we'll just dig in and listen to a lot of Aranda, and we'll kind of react. But I kind of like hearing Drake uh, today at the luncheon with Aranda. Drake was there asking some questions, and then uh, and then Drake came and prepared for the show, did all those things. And uh, it's... Um, you know, in the first one, and we may play a little bit more of this uh, as we get into five o'clock. But uh, interesting, uh, Drake, and I, and we want to hear from our people. Uh, y'all were great last week. I know you're upset about Texas State. I don't sense the same level of like anger. I, I mean, I know people are upset with Aranda. He's, you know, for some people, hearing that professorial kind of. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, and again, I've always had to tell Aaron to, hey, jack his voice up, get the voice up. He's just a, he, he's always going to be who he is. And of course, when you're winning, you love it. We got the guy. We got the different guy. We got the quirky, quiet guy. And then when you're losing, it's kind of like, oh, man, he doesn't show any fire. Where's the fire from Aranda? Um, but we want to hear from our people, whatever y'all want to talk about. But I would just say, um, Drake, our conversation is about, like, where 
is this thing like do you feel better or is it is the 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 hor- the moralizing way that it ended do you feel just as bad after the Texas State game i mean do you feel any different or is it just this general malaise that has set in after a six game winning streak so one of the things drake and coach aranda were discussing today how do y'all feel about this we love interacting and hearing from you um you feel better you feel worse you feel about the same uh did you did it give you a little bit of hope if you want to call in the number is 254-662-1660 Aaron has just cleared the lines all right he reset the phone lines and we've opened some up for you again that's 254 254- Six six two sixteen sixty. Now I don't want you texting and driving, but if you want to text us, you pull over somewhere two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Drake, as you've let this set in, and and maybe looked at, I always kind of like to look at some of the film, look at some of the cut ups, look at some of what was going on. Um, I thought we would be encouraged if they played them close and lost we said that before the game but then we didn't know how it was going to play out we didn't we didn't know we didn't know how it was going to play out and it and it and the bears had the upper hand for much of the game and and led 13 to 3 then led 13 to 6 and then drake i i guess with about seven minutes left that drive starts and utah hadn't done anything on offense and the only reason they were within 13-6 is because the Bears handed them an interception. Now, by the way, on that inter- that first interception, Drake, I don't think I don't know what was going on there. Like on the route, and I can't was that Cameron? Um I, I don't know what in the world happened on that route. At the top of the route, just nothing, it was like kind of a nothing route. And and Sawyer rips one, he tries to rip one across the middle. And again, like both interceptions, fairly easy interceptions, and you handed them three points. You handed a team that had no offense, no quarterback, and and that ended up, in my mind, Drake, being a enormous point in that game to basically spot them three points and let the Utes get within a touchdown. Yeah, I I'm. Uh, we talked about the kicking game much and. You talk about the three phases of football, and and I think Baylor's defense was good. The special teams is still not great, and the offense didn't get it done. I am still baffled at the fact that Baylor's got a double-digit lead, two scores. You've missed that field goal, but now it seems obsolete. You're still up by a couple of a couple of scores here, touchdown and a field goal, ten points. All you got to do is keep playing the game, just just keep marching on. Just you know, don't 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 overthink it. Don't think about the win. Just finish. Just put the foot on the neck and finish. And instead, Baylor said, what if, what if we ran the ball up the middle and then again and then again and punted and then let the game go? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, that certainly uh, uh, is what happened. And then basically just kind of handed them the game at the end, another demoralizing loss, although this one felt 
a lot different. Was it a was it a better loss? Are there better losses? Well, kind of. Um, okay, people starting to text in, call in two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Let's go to uh, Teresa on line one. Uh, Teresa, what is uh, what is on your mind? So I just was bothered by the fact that he was just as shocked as I was when I was watching the game because I just felt like he should have known where his team was. And the false starts just blew me away. You know, it was just every other play. Teresa, you're talking about, just so I have this straight, about Dave Aranda just needed to know, have a better sense of where his team kind of was in the whole scheme of things. And then much like Drake... And, boy, I heard in the press box, it wasn't just Drake. After the game, people, I was asking, so I was like, hey, what's that count at? What's the false start? It, uh, t- it's up to 10 now after two weeks. Teresa, as a fan, it sounds like you were either watching or maybe in the, it, in the, at the game. Boy, that's a, uh, that's a backbreaker, isn't it? Isn't that, that, I think that's one of the most frustrating things in all of sports at any level when you can't get a playoff, whether it's delay a game, or or it's a false start, that's a uh, that's a tough thing on a fan, isn't it? Well, yeah, and it's tough when you know how much money they make and why it's not getting done. It's crazy. All right, thank you, Teresa. Uh, people calling in now, uh, 254-662-1660. Mondays, we do throw open the phone lines, the text lines, the uh, text messages, and uh, Aaron's working the phones. He's looking at those, those uh, the CNC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. And, and, and Drake, we yep. still have to talk at some point. We've got to have a Sawyer-Robertson conversation. Right. Well, and, we're, again, we're not here to beat up on him, of all things. But, you know, it, was, it didn't go. Um, as smoothly as we had hoped. But, again, you knew there was going to be adversity and he was going to have to, to fight through some things. Go ahead, Drake. I, yeah, I know you're about I, to I, Well, something. out of response to Teresa, I wanted a, a chance to jump in from what she said. Now, I think she is on the uh, on the nose here when it comes to the false starts. The idea that, we, that Baylor had 10 false starts in the last two weeks and that that wasn't something out of game one that the Bears were put an emphasis on to fix – and if they did, did so unsuccessfully was um, surprising and and abysmal and something that I asked Coach Aranda about. We have that audio as well, Matt, whenever we want to get to it because he addressed it today, and I thought what he said was was pretty interesting about why this has become such an issue. All right, Aaron, if we can, let's um, – let's, as Drake just alluded to it, let's, um, let's, let's hear – um, about the, um, the the question from uh, that he had of Aranda about how to address these false starts and uh, and maybe why something like that keeps happening. You mentioned the, the false starts. Mm-hmm. Is that something that's on the staff, on the players? Are there repercussions in the midweek for that? Uh, where, where do you sit? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's everybody. I think you know we have a cadence at home. We have a cadence on the road. Um, you know the the um, 
it's, it's been a big off-season project because we struggled to really have any variation with the cadence last year. And um, I, I think people jumped the cadence and took advantage of the fact that there was little variation in the cadence. And so now to have it and to be struggling with it to this degree at this point in the season is disappointing. And so um, I think they're talking about that right now as we speak offensively on do we go to a road cadence you know, when you're at home and ways to simplify it and, um, and all of it. And so I think it's a big factor. I think the other part, too, is, you know, you got a new quarterback, you got a new uh, center that's for the first time really kind of being a center. And I think, you know, I look at um, Clark, and, and, I mean, he's one of the leaders for the offense. He makes all the calls. Um, he's kind of the grown-up in the room with the offensive line. I think about everything that's on his sh- uh, shoulders. And then on top of the cadence, um, um, there's a lot for him. So are we putting too much on him? Those are things that we're working through. You know, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe that that's an interesting Clark Barrington in the middle of that offense. We were so excited to see him. They did make a jump, and they made some improvements. And I think the pass rushing grades and some of the analytics bear that out. Um, and uh, that is uh, that is uh, really kind of interesting to hear that. 79, uh, Big Alvin. Uh, is he from? I'm trying to remember where Alvin's from. He's from Mesquite. I, I was looking at that. And uh, Iba Selly, um, he's, he's massive. And the, and the good news for the future is he comes out of his stance in a hurry. He came out a little too quick once, and and he and he got called for a hold over there, uh, on a, on a big play that that hurt him and kind of knocked him out of a possible touchdown. That said, I mean there were some good things that he was doing. Their pass protect, their punch, that initial punch, they were doing. They were communicating a lot better, so there was some positive things that were coming. Uh, Aaron, um, we can, uh, and we'll, we'll continue this, the phone lines, if you want to, if you want to jump in, uh, 254-662-1660. That's 254-662-1660 is that, uh, that uh, CNC Collision Center text line. Aaron, did you want, did you have a second here where we could hit a couple of these uh, text messages? Yeah, uh, Justin says, quote, I feel 2-0. and I mean, 0-2, excuse me, which is understandable. Another one says, nobody's mentioned the missed field goal. And uh, there's a few other really good ones. The first one says, you guys know Sawyer passed for 12,000 yards in high school and is fast. Grimes' zone reads, short yardage, run-heavy offense is bad. Grimes has to spread it out. One, two reads, then take off. If it's not there, shaping his loss, Sawyer will be as well. Man, man, I, I, I think that you're going to see a lot of improvement. Part of the improvement will be the opponent that they play next week. But appreciate everybody and what they're saying. The uh, wide zone, um, I think Sawyer's going to start to function better in it. I don't know. He got his ankle rolled up. Um, I don't know if that's going to affect what he can do. I mean, they really need to. It just keep him intact, get a big win over Long Island. And when I say big, I mean just by a large margin. Get him off the field, let him rest, and then prepare for those Longhorns to come in because the Longhorns are coming off. Uh, Drake, when's the last time 
the Longhorns had a, a victory that big. They had a bowl win in the Sugar Bowl uh, over, was that Georgia? Georgia, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right, Aaron. Uh, Ellinger was the quarterback, I believe, and he famously said, you know, we're back. When Holly Rowe asked the other day, Ewers basically set him up to say that Texas is back, didn't take the bait, said we hadn't done anything yet. We got a lot of games to play. Longhorns are going to roll in here feeling great about themselves. They got Wyoming coming in. They'll take care. I know Wyoming beat Tech, but they'll take care of Wyoming. And then they come in for their last appearance at two weekends. Bears have to use Long Island to to try to get some good feelings about themselves and then start looking forward to the big brawl with the Longhorns coming to town. All right, we're going to continue down this path. Uh, if you want to get on with us, that's an opportunity, 254-662-1660. I mean, people are enjoying interacting with Drake at the uh, Baylor alumni tent the other day to to, re, to interact with him over the phone. He's a, he's a young guy with a lot of energy. I think you'll enjoy visiting with him. Call us, 254-662-1660, and then also utilize the uh, CNC Collision Center text line as we continue talking about Baylor's 0-2 start and what it means for the program right now. How, how, how bad is this? We discuss next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family. Bye. New roads. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember for the best skills in the biz with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. King of the road. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Rico, Xerox, Conic Minolta, Canon, Kisser, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 86. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. 
In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com an exceptional experience and extraordinary results that's what you receive when you hire the attorneys at cherry johnson sigmund james law firm craig cherry ryan johnson mark sigmund and scott james are trial lawyers with 100 plus years of combined experience specializing in catastrophic personal injury and product defect cases as well as business disputes they have unmatched credentials, real-world experiences, and a passion to serve your legal needs. The lawyers at Cherry Johnson Sigmund James have obtained substantial settlements and over $2 billion in verdicts for their clients, due in no small part to their ingenuity and relentless tenacity. They also have knowledge in business, finance, and engineering. Learn more about Cherry Johnson Sigmund James at cjsjlaw.com. Their Waco office is on the ninth floor in Roosevelt Tower, 400 Austin Avenue. Total Office Solutions is one of the largest locally owned and operated commercial furniture dealers in Central Texas. Their staff of consultants provide project management, layout design, and turnkey installations. Whether you need chairs, desk, or complete furniture renovation, Total Office Solutions is your provider of all steel, Han, JSI, and Gunlock furniture. Total Office Solutions, where customer service and satisfaction is their number one goal. 216 Schroeder Drive in Waco and at MyTotalOffice.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, Drake Toll, Aaron Sexton riding along. And, uh, Drake, that's the song that used to get them going like when I was in school or I was a young reporter. So they stole what Wisconsin was doing. That that right there, kind of a jump around situation would get – House of Pain would get our youngsters going. Like when I was – well, just a little older than you, and I was kind of just going and sitting in the stands. I mean, that's the only thing. I do miss just kind of being a fan, you know, just going, sitting with my family and sitting out there just having a big time. Now, Drake, you kind of went straight into the sports media. Now, I went into the media not long after I, I was in law school, but I still always kept my Baylor fandom and was able to go sit up there on Saturdays. Then I had to go fly out to wherever the Cowboys were and do all that. Now it's a little bit murky because obviously I want Baylor to win, but I can't show up in the press box. Now, of course, some of these fan sites, you never know. I mean, they may they may you know show up with pom-poms, but it's just a I – I, I, I do kind of miss getting out there. You're probably like me, Drake. You probably go try to – Find your family during some games. Sit out there with them for a little while, and that's fun. But we can't really be out there rah rah and stuff. Like on Friday night, where are we going with this? My daughter's high school. I hey, that's for me to that's for me to be concerned about, not you. I'm just I'm just kind of talking about the game experience. Now, I will say we've got people. Um, I here's where I was going with it. You were commenting on just the fan experience earlier some of the field yells 
that were going on. Some of it seemed a little bit, a little bit rough the other day, and we were concerned maybe that Utah, maybe they didn't. And again, we probably shouldn't be concerned. It just they did have a great Utah chant going on, and we kind of wanted to impress them. Here's where I think we impressed them. I think they enjoyed our tailgate stuff. And I think everybody was really nice to them. So I think they're saying nice things about the Bears. I don't think they exactly thought it was a tough place to play. Is that is that maybe a safe criticism? Uh, un- unraveled, un- unpack it a little bit more. I want to be careful what I say here. Uh, what, you want me to unpack it more? Yes. I thought I was pretty clear. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think that you... I, you can be careful all you want. I don't think the Utah uh, fans probably felt like they had entered enemy territory. And so, now part of that is, of course, the Texas State game. There weren't as many people there. It was extremely hot. But again, at some fan bases, that doesn't matter. Um, I said before the game that I thought there was going to be an angry Bears group that showed up and they'd be ready to go crazy. You did not feel like that would be the case. And I would probably say maybe you ended up being more right than I was. I was very happy with the amount of Utah fans. And it's weird to say that to be happy with an opposing fan base, but this is a test. It's a litmus test when anybody comes to town who's a new Big 12 team on how you can stand up. Uh, Like if Houston comes to town, how many fans do they bring? Not saying they wouldn't bring a lot. I'm genuinely curious. Or UCF and Utah. I was wondering how many fans would show up. I was confident it would be similar to BYU. I thought it was a very similar number to BYU on a much worse day to be there. If you Again, if you take the student section out of the equation, there are similar amounts of Utah fans to Baylor fans, and they were certainly louder on Saturday. I'm not upset with the fan base because Baylor just lost to Texas State. I don't, I don't blame you for watching this game at home because it was 131 degrees on the field, and Baylor's 0-1 with one of the worst losses of the last decade. So, yeah, I, I'm not going to scream at a fan base well, that, that stayed home. Baylor fans stayed home this weekend. And to, the, to those of you who did show up at the game, thank you. Thank you. I think that they takes get a one lot. More, they get one more crack at this thing, right? The, the Texas game, because it's the last Texas trip into Waco, there's already a lot of uh, tickets sold to the game, and even the Bears fans who are a little bit upset and, and frustrated with this start, I think will want to show up and see if the Bears could pull off the upset. The last thing you want to see is the Longhorns coming in and taking over the stadium. One of the things I've been proud about at Baylor over the last several years is the Longhorns did not do that. Now, the OU people, of course, they had such a great run in the Big 12. They would show up. But, again, Baylor did a good job of making them spread out across the stadium. The only thing I saw with the Utah that surprised me is that one little lower bowl that that Utah had kind of close to the field. Usually Baylor does a better job of, like, getting all those folks way off the field. Somehow Utah, maybe on the secondary market, whatever, did get that. You know what I'm talking about, Drake? Yeah. Over to the left of the berm, Utah kind of— Oh, no, 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 Matt, that's the family section. That's the family section. Where That's where the opposing team's tunnel is. They put all the opposing families right there to the left, where, where you and I are sitting very left yeah. of the berm. Yep, that's the family I, section. I Texas State's the same is, way. That's more— 
Well, I thought Utah, maybe they just brought a lot more family. It was very impressive. They did, yeah, they did. It was way more than I noticed for Texas State. No, I, I think that's good. I think having the family section right above the opposing team's tunnel and them being close to the field is – I'm fine with that. I think Baylor is – it's a very genuine uh, and nice thing to do for opposing okay, fan well, bases. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. The rest of them were smattered all over in kind of like end zone – Way up there. Why do we they put were, were, Matt? Why do we put the opposing fans in what might be the loudest part of the stadium? Why do we put the opposing fans right in the middle of the groove of the bowl, where when Baylor is driving, they are facing a wall of Utah fans well, because I, we put I, them in the loudest part of the stadium? I, I kind of feel like they're up there enough where you don't expect them to be able to go too crazy. I will say those chants were pretty impressive when they got that go Utah thing going. Uh, impressive. Golly, I did not see Brett. I mean, generally, I would, and I, I'm kind of almost glad we didn't, Drake, because you and I had had a, I mean, we had been up at like five after not sleeping, and I had a ball cap on. The hair was not looking right. I think it was best that we didn't run in to the great Yormark. But I, I don't like I don't love that Yormark uh, uh saw that. By the way, uh if you want to come in and visit with us, uh the lines are open, two five four six six two sixteen sixty. Are you are you a little more encouraged by at least the way the Bears play defense? Now they handed the game to Utah at the end. They had a chance to beat a ranked opponent. It felt a lot like the TCU game. It felt awful. Where are you on this? Our text line has been lighting up. Aaron, does it actually light up? Well, we we see a bunch it of does. text messages. Okay, good, good. It just but big time, like almost a fireworks show on the CNC Collision Center text line. Aaron, um, let us know what our folks are saying. From BW in Lorena, extremely disappointed in the fourth quarter. Offense three and out. Defense was worn out because they were on the field the entire quarter. This meltdown reminded me of the fourth quarter at UT last year. Mm. And, uh, I'm trying to remember the UT game. They all uh, they, they got in such a bad way that all those things started to run together. Drake, was that the UT game where they kind of in it? Or were they? Or did they get down and tried to kind of fight back at the very end or something? Was, uh, they were in it going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was back and forth okay. until and then the it was a blowout. Right. Yeah, yeah. But kind of weren't able to execute down the stretch. Maybe not as Blake close. Shaven had a really bad second half. Okay. All right. And um, okay, Aaron. What else do we have? I like that BW. You're you're welcome here anytime on our CNC collision. Let's keep a. Let's keep one text line open just for BW. Aaron, who else do we have? From the 903, he says, does this season not feel like a repeat of 2017? Baylor didn't Ooh. change anything with this game. Did Utah play down after a big win over an SEC team? Did Baylor play better? Yes, but good teams find a way to win and bad teams find a way to lose. Matt, what did I tell you on Saturday? This has an eerie 2017 to it in the fact that there were, there were games in that season where you thought, oh, wow, the Bears played really hard. They made it a close game when they should have gotten blown out, and they still lost. That that seemed like the script of a lot of those 2017 games, and that was in year one under a head coach following one of the worst scandals in college football history. This is year four. The whole learning how to win thing for your players doesn't fly as much in year four. Yeah. I mean, 
some of what he hinted at, I mean, he wanted to say after that Texas State game, and Dave didn't want to make it an excuse, but he wanted to talk about how young they were. And the good news is the young talent stood out the other day. I mean, I, I know there's some good conversations to have about the recruiting, but, man, who's my man, 33? Coleman? Um, Goodness gracious, the safety DJ, uh, he was. I mean, there was some good. To Caden Jenkins plays the ball well. Comes up. Our man fifty one. Um, I, I, I like. I like the way he was playing. So there was some good things to come from it. But they don't seem ready to win big games, right? I mean that that was. Um, you know, I hate using. It's just too. It's like a real sports radio thing to do. Is there you want to call everybody chokers and oh you choke and all this kind of stuff? But man, you gotta you gotta you gotta finish that. You can't just you can't be like in charge the whole game and not execute down the stretch. And then and then again, even with a young inexperienced quarterback, I mean what a what a gut punch that was to see that ball come out late and across the middle. I, that in that moment, Drake and Aaron, there was not a bone in my body that that thought that that wasn't going to get intercepted. Like you know how you sometimes you're like you you got to look you watch the release see what happens. When when you saw the timing of that play, it was almost like watching Daniel Jones or somebody last night. It was like that that ball's getting picked off, and again that kid was banged up. It was his first collegiate start. He's got plenty of time to improve, and he's going to have a chance to do it. But that was just a – it was a rough – he did enough good things, though, I think, to build on. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? I have – this one is from the 254 also, and he says – this is about the Texas game in two weeks. He says, I'm a Texas fan with a brother on the staff, and I can tell you, even after the big win over Alabama, that the Horns are very nervous about Baylor. That's from Joe and Waco. Oh, wow. Why? Drake, do you think maybe, you know, just kind of the inevitable? Now, of course, they've got Wyoming this week. Let's look and see when do they, when's Texas OU? I mean, what they may be, if if they are worried the coaching staff, it would be trap game type city if that um, – I'm just trying to think when that OU because obviously have, it's always going to happen during the state fair. Yeah, they have Go Kansas ahead. the week after Baylor, so shouldn't be looking ahead too much. They do be losing to Kansas uh, Of course, a yeah, Kansas recently. is a big rival of theirs now, so they may be. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that Kansas game? It is oh, it man. is in Austin, luckily, oh, for, even luckily worse. for the Longhorn. Even worse. That's oh, where no, they you're lose right. them. That's, that's right. where they lose. And I think Kansas may still have that guy on its roster. You know, the like the walk on tight end that caught the fullback slash yeah. tight end who somehow pulled that off at the end of the game. And that was was our man Sark already there when that happened? I think that was. Was that Sark's first season? I gotta tell you, um yes, it Sark. Was. Sark was awesome the other night. I mean, I even watching his demeanor, sometimes the guy, we've seen him be a jerk and all that and I just I thought the guy looked 
I mean, it, it, it was one of the first times I've kind of studied him, and, and, and his play calling was great. The design, obviously they were hitting on some of those. Ewers made some huge throws. Alabama takes the lead for the first time in that game, and Texas lowers the boom on them. Just score, score, game over. And then they're picking passes off. Well, Alabama doesn't have a quarterback. I mean, who knows? Maybe that maybe that guy Milrow will turn into something. But you talk about deer in headlights the other night. They were in trouble. Um, that you don't uh, even when they don't when they have more of a system quarterback and not like a not like one of these great quarterbacks that they've had. They generally have very competent quarterback play. The Texas was Texas had that guy confused, and he was having problems in that game. Drake, as much as I don't love it, you got to admit that the Horns deserve to have themselves a huge week. I told you, Matt, I really thought Texas was going to beat Alabama. And there you go. Not only did they beat them, they dominated that game. I don't think Texas, I've heard from some Texas experts, they still don't think this team goes undefeated. They still don't see 12-0 in the cards. And I agree. The culture of, of slipping up in games that you should win, to me, is still there. They're not going to go unscathed. But they won the big one. They finally got over the hump. It's going to still end in disappointment in a 10-2 and or 9-3 and season. I'm going to stick with that here. But hats off to Texas. I had a lot of money on their money line. It was a good weekend. <laughs> Drake. I also had Utah us. minus seven. I don't know. I, I I feel more comfortable saying that now on Monday. All things considered, it was a push. Well, it was a push if you had them at seven. Exactly. The final score was twenty thirteen. Bingo. Yeah. So I was I was like, all right, sweet. Push is a push. <laughs> Almost makes the day worse. Well, Matt, if somebody told me this a couple years ago. They said, always bet against Baylor so you wind up happy no matter what. <laughs> you either get money or the Bears win. What do you make of that? What do you assess no, from I've, that I've told strategy? You, I've told you not to bet on, on Baylor, Baylor games, games, right? And I don't, I don't now. I don't so I, but you said you did the other day. Well, sometimes it's, it's an accident. Moving you know? forward, that's no accident. Nobody hacked, in, nobody hacked into your account. And well, I they, hope you're they not, couldn't. It's in Puerto Rico. Yeah, I don't know. We this is certainly something we need to continue to have conversations about, and something we continue to pray about. All right, see, so, uh, it's the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. It is time for Campus Confidential. Let's look around the Big Twelve a little bit. Ugh, ugliness in Norman, and several other things to get to, including the lawsuit. As Washington State and Oregon State went on the field and looking for victories in the courtroom. It's all next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Do you want a brand new boat? Right now you can get a boat cheaper than ever before at Marineland Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats. For Marineland Boating Center's 40th anniversary sale, we're slashing prices like never before. For a limited time, you could save almost $10,000 on an awesome new boat. Also, for a limited time, we are offering a free water sports accessories package worth $1,000 with select Yamaha Boats. But hurry, this 40th anniversary sale only lasts for 40 days 
or until we sell 40 boats, will you be one of the lucky few to save thousands of dollars? Imagine the happiness you would feel owning a new boat. Imagine the fun you could have. Imagine the feeling of freedom and relaxation you'll feel when you're out on the water. Check us out online at MarinelandWacoYamaha.com or Google Marineland Boating Center to see our reviews and you can see for yourself why we are the highest rated boating center in Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Looking to connect with Baylor alums in your area? Baylor alumni can help. Looking to host a watch party in your city? Baylor alumni can get you started. Want to step out in your community and serve with other alums? Baylor alumni is your connection with the university and each other. Let's get started. Learn how at baylor.edu slash alumni. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. In business since the 1940s, Alamo Steel of Waco delivers over 30,000 tons of steel nationwide every year. And now they're looking to grow their team. They're hiring fitters, welders, machine operators for both day and evening shifts, and an evening shift supervisor. Evening shift only works four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Also, $1 differential pay offered for evening shift. After 90 days of full-time employment, Alamo Steel offers PTO and a comprehensive benefits plan, including medical, dental, vision, short- and long-term disability, life insurance, 401k, and more. Full-time positions offer 40-plus hours per week. Hourly employees are paid weekly. At Alamo Steel, they believe in above-average pay to attract well-qualified individuals. Apply in person Monday through Friday, 8 till 5 at 2784 Old Dallas Road, one block off Interstate 35 in Lacey Lakeview. Waco is known for Texas traditions, a booming economy, and a world-class university. It's a great place to live, and Monk Wilson Mandela is a proud member of the Waco community. Monk Wilson is a business law firm with deep Waco roots. They are proudly embedded in the Waco community and understand the immense potential of this growing city. Their attorneys live in Waco. They understand the court system unique to Waco and throughout Texas. When Monk Wilson attorneys represent you, they help you grow your business and bring relevant ideas to market. More importantly, they protect your business locally and nationally. They believe in the power of passionate people and innovative ideas. They believe in Waco. Learn more about Monk Wilson Mandela's Waco office by calling 254-362-2300 or visit their website, monkwilson.com. That's M-U-N-C-K-Wilson.com. 
That number again, 254-362-2300. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Good to be with you. Drake Toll alongside until 5 o'clock, and then the alarm goes off, and he has to has to go sell some more th- uh, stuff. And, man, the guy, he's a closer. ABC, always be closing, and the man uh, – the man gets to drink his coffee if he has a good week. And, again, clean slate this week, and he gets started again. We'll go to uh, Campus Confidential. I wanted to tell you and uh, Aaron, Drake, that um, current scene at MetLife leading up to Monday Night Football, you got a shelter-in-place warning now in effect. No players or personnel are being allowed on the field. This, uh, you know, we're how are we? A little it's a hurricane, two right? Hours. I don't know. I, I uh, maybe is that what's if is that what's There's moving a, a, into the, the hurricane area? on the East Coast shut down every college football game this this weekend, and I think they're still because remember last night that's what it was. Okay, well, I'm looking at it, and it's not a real, it's not a great looking scene, um, and um, and then the other we got some breaking NFL news we'll share with you a little bit, but. Uh, um, we do have uh, Chris Jones, Chiefs News, and we'll have more on that. But it's time for Campus Confidential. Aaron, what do we, uh, where do we start today? We'll start with more news out of the Pac-2, Pac-12, however you want to refer to them. A nice. state judge in Washington granted a temporary restraining order today to prevent the Pac-12 conference from meeting as a board later this week. The judge ruled in favor of Oregon State and Washington State in Whitnam County Superior Court after they jointly filed a complaint on Friday that saw the potential of a Pac-12 meeting as a board and voting as an imminent and existential threat to the future of the conference. A ruling for the temporary restraining order both prevents a Pac-12 board meeting scheduled for Wednesday, also sets up a preliminary injunction hearing that is expected to determine who actually composes the voting members of the Pac-12 board of directors and that's something that no one knows right now. Yeah, I, I have been following this really closely, all the college football realignment deal. And wow, this this step is something that seems so necessary because think about if if the Big 12 was allowing Texas and Oklahoma to call all the big shots after they already left. The, the schools that leave the Pac-12 break the grant of rights to do so before August 1st of 2024 they've already announced hey we're going to do something that we're not supposed to Oregon State and Washington State are just saying look then you shouldn't get to vote on the future of this conference we should get to pick where the assets of this league go and they're exactly right also they are now both top 25 teams and it would be a shame if they end up in the Mountain West the um, judge who's also been talking about where the uh the commissioner is apparently he's in montana right now has a home in montana up there beating the heat at his uh, vacation home klievkov and the judge has made note of that which amuses me um the judge did rule as aaron was just talking about to uh, grant the restraining order pac-12 cannot meet as a board until the court rules further and uh, pac-12 commissioner can conduct business in a normal course but the league's president's cannot gather in a board meeting. 
And the judge uh, was quoted saying, uh, this is Judge Libby, L-I-B-E-Y, Libby. Uh, the judge says, I'm putting the brakes on any more meetings. Whoa. Restraining order as uh, Oregon State and Washington State continue to win on the field and in the courtroom. Let's find these folks a conference. Uh, and then uh, the office of Washington State president's putting out statements. He's finally got a win uh, in the courtroom, so they're excited about this. But um, interesting, uh, as we see, golly, this thing, what's happening with Michigan State, I mean, there's some, there is some courtroom and ugliness off the field uh, to go along with um, a lot of interesting on-the-field action. Oklahoma offensive coordinator Jeff Levy apologized today after his father-in-law, former Baylor coach Art Bryles, was seen on the field with Levy after Oklahoma's 28-11 win over SMU Saturday. The images of Bryles decked out in Oklahoma gear on the field drew backlash from Sooner fans and on social media. Situation caught OU Athletic Director Joe Castiglione and Coach Brent Venerables off guard. Castiglione said in a statement Saturday night that it should not have happened based on boundaries that had been set. He said, quote, uh, it, uh, the statement from Levy said, quote, Joe Castiglione, Coach Venables, both have addressed concerns with me, have talked to me about it, and again, can make sure that everybody understands that this is something that will not come up again. All right, we've seen the pictures of Art in his Oklahoma jersey, and according to Oklahoma and 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 people, you know that he didn't get down there on the field until after the game. Lebby was very defiant uh, in comments after the game when he was asked about it. Said, "Hey, this is my the grandfather to to my children. This is my father-in-law. Uh, Art is married to uh, Lebby's. Uh, uh, I mean, Art. Yeah, that's Art. Art's daughter is married to Lebby, and." Man, this this is, and I saw all the comments the other night. You got some people at OU's like, "Hey, nothing to see here. They're family. He should be allowed. Should Art be allowed to be in the stadium and be at the game to attend it? Sure, mm. but again, you have to. You probably, you know, obviously to be down on the field. It's it's such an unforced error to to know. How everybody reacts to to Bryles and to know what it means to a lot of people who follow this story, um, it just it just was. And Oklahoma's now. I mean, they didn't play that well against SMU, and now people are calling for Levy to be fired. I just you would well, think Art Matt, kind of understands it at this point that he can't anything he does, even remotely like this, is going to create some firestorm. And yet there he was down on the field. Yeah, in if you look at the entire situation dating back to the beginning, you know Art Bryles knew things, didn't report the neg- his negligence led to some people getting hurt and some lives being ruined, and so his presence in public is going to bring back some nasty stuff for people. Uh, and then when you throw him in an Oklahoma shirt with the interlocking O and U, and you put him on the sidelines in any context. That's something that Oklahoma certainly didn't, didn't want to happen. And let's, let's look at the base of this. Let's look at the very base of this. Employer told employee, do not do something. Employer told employee, you cannot do this. Employee did it anyway. That's Jeff Levy to Joe Gastiglione to Brent Venables. He did it 
Anyway, and then immediately after the next day, what did Lebby say? What did Lebby say on Saturday? He defended himself despite the AD and head coach saying it was wrong. And then what did he do? He changed his profile picture to a picture of himself, Art Bryles, and Bryles' two grandkids. He changed his profile picture to show further support. He put on the CAB. He put up the, put the profile picture up, which is effectively your, your CAB post. And, and that is directly going against your employer. Employer tells you not to do something, you do it, and then you shove it back in your employer's face. You can't do that. Well, for now, he has issued an apology, and it does appear that he will keep his job. And we understand, if you want to sound off on this, the text line's probably a, as good a place for it as any. We're not going to take calls on this. But it's the CSC uh, uh, Collision Center text line, 254-662-1660. Because Art does still have, I mean, it's such a polarizing name to bring up because he still has people, obviously, that are Baylor fans, Baylor alums that are supportive of him, obviously hate what happened, but thinks that maybe he should be able to go on with his life. But there are just certain things that really can't happen. And being down on the sideline, whether it be after or whenever, it just can't happen. And you're right, Lebby did not handle it well. It looks like he'll be able to move on uh, with his career intact. But uh, I would say that scene, coupled with the fact that OU didn't really show much against the Mustangs put him firmly in the crosshairs right now moving forward uh, with both the university and that fan base. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? The new AP Top 25 poll is out. Georgia still the number one team in the country with 55 first-place votes, followed by Michigan with two. Florida State at number three in the poll with three first-place votes. And Texas up six spots after their big win over Alabama with two first-place votes as well. Rounding out the top five is USC, Big 12 in the top 25. You've got Texas at four, as I mentioned. You've got Kansas State at 15, Oklahoma at 19, and that is it for the Big 12 in the top 25. The Pac-12 with eight teams in the top 25, only the second conference to ever do that besides the SEC. I think you mean two teams, Aaron. The other six teams are not in the Pac-12 anymore. <laughs> I, I, like the, the, you know, the Big 12 has five teams in the top 25. The Pac-12 is just a word. It's a word that we still use to categorize teams that no longer are in that category. It is, it's dead. The, when you talk about success of Colorado and Utah, that's success they're bringing to the Big 12. So, I, yeah. But it, it is amazing, their record. They finally, Arizona State, that that game ended about 1 in the morning, lost to Texas Tech. Oklahoma what was State. that, Aaron? Oklahoma State. I mean, excuse me, Oklahoma State. Did you, uh, um, and Oklahoma State, I think, played three different quarterbacks, including As an they old are tech, continuing tech to quarterback, do. Yeah, Alan terrible. Bowman. Um, that's that's rough. But what is the Pac-12's? Uh, record is it like nineteen and one or something like that? What is, I mean, it's pretty something it's ridiculous. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty remarkable how they're playing. And of course, Washington State and Oregon State are part of that. Aaron, where'd you say the Utes, who came into Waco and just were gifted a win at the end after the Bears were in charge of that game, should have knocked off a top fifteen team? Where did the Utes end up in that poll? They remained at number twelve. 
Yeah, I mean, I would have, I would have, after watching them, I would have even considered dropping them a couple of spots. Although you got to hand it to them because they found a way in the great Whittingham. I mean, think about how. I mean, that was a mess of an offense. They didn't do anything. That Bryson Barnes, and literally with eight minutes left, they put Nate, Nate the Great, out there, and he just kind of. Drake, I'm thinking about that drive. He didn't. I guess the he did complete a couple of really nice passes, didn't he? Across the middle, but he just gave them a lot more juice because he could run. They had to respect the run, but that that was demoralizing to hold them down and not let them do anything for the entire game, pretty much, and then to watch them go all the way down there and then score what twice within forty seconds. I mean, or yeah. four, uh, not within 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 a minute and a half. Yeah, they score twice and win that game. I mean, really demoralizing for the Bears. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why the kid wasn't playing the whole game. They probably win by twenty eight if he is, by the looks of it, at least. Um, <laughs> I mean, the defense is left out to dry because the Baylor <laughs> offense couldn't do anything. <laughs> You're, I think you, Kyle Whittingham's gonna he's gonna are you feeling the fire this week for not playing Nate Johnson more? I think it's sitting at number 12 in the country and escaping that one and, and going for a three-peat to Pac-12, I do not think he's feeling any fire. But uh, I'd be surprised I, if Kyle Whittingham has a job next Saturday, Matt. I'm just <laughs> – after the mistakes Kyle, he made against Baylor Whitt- this weekend. Whittingham, according to Drake, on the hot seat. On the hot seat after barely escaping Waco yeah, well, with this a team, win. This Baylor team lost to Texas State. Whittingham's got to answer questions. Like, he just when it's about time for him his time to end, uh, he just starts firing a bunch yeah. of. It's like he's got his six shooters out. He's like, okay, I'm gonna I got all these hot I'm, takes stored. I got to get them out for a It's hot take. It's Drake's takes. He's firing bullets all over the place. Um, Aaron, one more, or yeah. do we need to go? I got okay, one let's more. Let's get one more in. Uh, yeah. The, you since you mentioned it earlier, Michigan State football coach Mel Tucker has been suspended without pay while the university completes an investigation in the claims that he sexually harassed a prominent sexual assault awareness speaker after she was hired to address the Spartan team. A.D. Allen Haller, Haller excuse me, announced Tucker's interim dis- suspension last night, less than 24 hours after news of the claims against the fourth-year head coach were made public in reports from ESPN and USA Today. And ESPN is now putting forth at a, um, a lengthy statement from Mel Tucker's attorney, Jennifer Belleville, and it claims, uh, it, says, it says the claims against him are, quote, completely false and called the upcoming university hearing a biased sham. Whoa. Because uh, everybody thinks that he's done, right? This is just a wh- formality that they have to meet. And that uh, and that Mel Tucker's time has come to an end, and this is what a, a year and a half removed from a massive ten-year deal at ninety-five yeah. billion, whatever it was. Well, I mean, they they saw this and they see the way the program's going, and we're kind of like, all right, this is like a, I mean, again, it's it's it, you hate what he's being accused of. Uh, but boy, they're, they, this thing is ended in a hurry. Well, and I, it, it seems like he's, he is out now. And I want to, I know the look of this is, Oh, he just signed a contract. We need to get him out of town. Cause he's not as good as we thought he was. I read the entire investigative report today for about a half hour. And 
he admitted to having an inappropriate relationship with her via a cell phone um, while he was married. He lied. They, they, he lied on the record multiple times about the interaction. And later it came out that it was it was proven objectively that he had lied on the record about where he was, the things he'd done. This is while he had a wife. He was having um, inappropriate contact with this woman who she says was was unwarranted. She didn't want it. And he forced it upon her, including FaceTiming her with a shirt off and doing other lewd things. And he actually admitted to doing that while married. So really tough look for Mel Tucker. What... Everything he lied about, everything he did, not good. He won't be the coach of Michigan State. Um, certainly, certainly won't be the coach of Michigan State moving forward. He's done, and um, Mark D'Antoni is back on staff as an assistant, their former coach, and then they they got an interim coach that's uh, stepped in for Mel Tucker. And, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up because it, you're right. I think the – the easy way is to go. They just want to be finished with him. But um, but some of this stuff seems pretty seedy that he was involved with. And you get caught. It's 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 never – a lot of times it's not the act. It's like the lie. It's the cover-up, all that yeah, kind of thing. Bingo. Now he has an attorney that is fighting this thing. It's important in one of these things to uh, have all sides well, represented. It is, and, um, it is yeah. the lie. It, it, well, it is the act, and the lie just shows that the act actually happened. That's what usually what this this pr- this process looks like. Yeah. Um, all right, Drake. Uh, appreciate that. that was a good episode. We've kept you into the five o'clock hour. I hope we have not made you late for any important meetings. I got three uh, sales you. calls at five fifteen, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We cannot wait to hear how those go. Uh, continue the good work. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Thanks, Matt. That was fun. There he goes. Drake Toll on the Matt Bosley Show 3 to 5 daily. And uh, we uh, we continue on now into the 5 o'clock hour. And we'll uh, continue to have you guys weighing in on the Baylor loss 0-2. Do you have a little more hope today? We've had a ton of people either calling or texting in. And then I, I'm going to sound off on the Cowboys, what that, uh, what I think that meant and uh, what it means to Mike McCarthy, the credibility and, of course, the defense. We react to a 40 nothing shellacking of the Giants. That is next. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. Hey, folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at Turner Chevy. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Qualifications and rules apply. See Genco FCU for detail. Warning, free Genco Casasa checking may lead to a rise in disposable income due to cash back on everyday debit card purchases, refunds on ATM fees, and eliminations of so-called service fees. Increased satisfaction may result while operating your Genco debit card. If you suffer from chronic money loss, search for help at any Genco branch office. This has been a financial health advisory, courtesy of Genco FCU. My money, my future, my credit union, Genco. ESPN Central Texas is your home of the Texas Rangers. Want to celebrate the Bears' big win or watch every road game on big screen TVs? Sound up loud and Bear fans all around? The Buckle is where you need to be. With a location just off campus, within walking distance of the stadium, the Buckle is a perfect den for food and beverages. Open two hours before kickoff. And get ready for the Buckle's full restaurant, opening in China Spring real soon. Drop on by the Buckle, the place for Bears to be. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. At Lewis Insurance Group, we work for our customers, not the insurance companies. Let us take care of all your insurance needs, your business, your home, your farm and ranch. We want to serve you with all your insurance needs. We have over 100 carriers, and we write and shop our insured rates annually to make sure you're getting the best rates available. At Lewis Insurance Group, we have 50 years combined experience and the best customer service in the business. Call Lewis Insurance Group today at 254-753-2505. From the Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Time Manufacturing, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. It was great to uh, visit Aaron uh, with Brian Fonville and Veronica uh, out there at... Um, at the tailgate scene the other day, C&B has a great little scene. They were playing some wiffle ball over there. I went over and just kind of played the role of umpire. Uh, generally, Aaron, if there are breakfast tacos anywhere in my vicinity, I'll find my way to them. They had the uh, chorizo sausage, had a lot of different options to go. I'm not sure where those were from, but they were excellent, excellent. And C&B, our presenting sponsor. 
And uh, just really fun to hang out with uh, Central National Bank and what they continue to mean to this show is a lot. And, of course, at 440 today, we had um, we had Campus Confidential, and uh, that's uh, Jim Turner Chevrolet, uh, the sponsor of that. Jim's been kind of excited to hear how well the show's doing and how many listeners we have. And so, hey, whether Baylor's doing great or they're doing poorly, we're going to be there for you, and we're going to follow it the whole way, and we're going to keep doing these pregame shows. Doesn't matter if they win or lose. We're going to continue to hammer them out. Aaron, last I checked, we got six more. We got six more of these pregame shows. Aaron, remind me when the when the uh, the Long Islanders come into town. Is that a eleven a.m. start again? Is that what I understand? For which game? I'm sorry. That's the that's the one coming up. I believe it's. Is that another? Will we be on the air at seven a.m.? That's for Long right Island. Yes. Long Island. Now, we did have the news come out today that uh, ABC primetime game with Texas, that's a 6.30 ABC game. And the Longhorns will come in. They're number four in the country right now. Aaron, my horns, I, you know, I, I, my horns buddies, it's oh. like here's the way I am with them. Do I root against them? Sure, sure. I mean, the way they handle this thing and – secretly met and put the conference in peril and snuck out with OU. You know, I, I, uh, I, I don't, it's hard. You can't root for them, but Aaron, here's the thing. I can't, I do think it's okay to feel good for your friends when they're happy. And I got great friends that are horns. And so I can, I'm okay. Congratulating them. Now I'm not out there putting my horns up or excited about a win for them, but, but Aaron, isn't that a weird situation the other night? You don't want to cheer for the great, you know, for for Saban, the 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 meanest man in sports. He's over there just ready to kill anyone who gives <laughs> him a look. You know, I'm always a fear for the sideline announcer. Oh my gosh, this is not going to go well. Stoops kind of had a little bit of that in him. They weren't always as gracious as they could be. I could not. I mean, I couldn't root for the Horns, but it felt weird rooting for Bama. Now, you got to do it if it's against the horns, uh, at least if you're me. You know, other people have different ways. I don't think there are any Baylor fans out there or people that went to Baylor who were rooting for the Longhorns, unless they had, like, fathers or brothers or something that went to UT. Sometimes there's a connection like that. Aaron, you got to hand it to them, though. Ewers, huge throws, big-time interceptions. The, the safety who got beat, which I can remember his name, number 28, for Texas, gets beat on a bad, you know, on a, on a, on a Milro comes back, makes a beautiful interception, gets the pick. Um, Longhorns are for real. They gave, I mean, they were in charge of the game. They got down and then boom, boom, they came back quickly. And I got to say, Sark, as much as I like to make fun of the man, I just, I, I watched him on the sideline. He just kind of I mean, even when stuff would go against them, he just kind of had a had a pretty good way about him, pretty good demeanor. You know, he didn't he, – he gets – obviously, he's more emotional than Aranda. I mean, my gosh, that's not saying much. But he but I kind of liked that he was composed over there. And, and, and he would get his explanation. He would turn around. And every once in a while, he'd bark at one of his assistants, kind of like, hey, shut up, get back off the – get back off the, uh, the deal. He was – he was in charge of that Texas team, 
and I thought that um, I thought that looked pretty good. Now, Aaron, as we speak, I usually about this time of day, McCarthy is speaking after a game. What a what a performance by the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, to do that on the road, to set the tone for the season, and to to but there there are all kinds of things. Special teams were great with the with the block of the kick. Um, there was like one kind of nice return that they had. Um, Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy. This is a few minutes ago. He was quoted saying, you cannot be successful in this league without generating big plays. I think we were plus 21 last night against the Giants by our our metrics in big plays. That's the highest number that I've personally ever been a part of. Aaron, what that is, you know, obviously sacks, probably tackles for loss, forced fumbles, all those things go down as big plays, and they had them in spades. Seven Sacks. Osa Odigazua, two sacks. Aaron Dorrance Armstrong, who we had on uh, from training camp, two sacks. Micah started it off with a beautiful sack. He goes in there and and gets his thing done. What What an amazing thing it was to watch that dominating fashion into Aaron, to think about Getting, even though it was a, a rainy, messy night, I've got Giants buddies. In fact, I, one of my uh, b- great friends from, from Baylor is a guy named Dan Fleetwood. They go every single game. He's out Giants. He's out tailgating. And I would see him before the Giants games. Think about going out there. You're tailgating. You're sitting in the rain. You're excited to see the Cowboys and the Giants open the season, and your team takes a bagel. Your team gets beat 40 to nothing. Um, Aaron, I'm not even – they looked horrible last night. Maybe the Giants will be okay. They won like nine games last year. I don't know how horrible they are, but the Cowboys made them look bad. If you're going to be picky, I would say some drops from the tight ends. Hendershot should have caught a touchdown, drops it. Um, our man Ferguson, who we had on from training camp, big drop, tried to run with it too early, but that's getting really picky. Aaron, I even liked McCarthy. They didn't throw for a lot of yards, but he was trying to work the ball down the field. The deep balls were thrown, were attempted, and one of those plays was like a huge <laughs> uh, uh, pass interference that Cooks was able to draw. Did you see that veteran move, Aaron? Cooks. He kind of he he's, he goes up and he just kind of he, he his body he just put himself in a situation where that rookie that young cornerback had no shot the young cornerback was going to interfere the way he put his body in front of that and it was like he wasn't going to catch that ball so let's just draw the pi an old veteran move um i i i didn't see Aaron other than those tight end drops you can't complain in a 40 nothing, Aaron, what were you most impressed with? I, I would just say, the, to me, the defense just stood out beyond belief. But anything else, Aaron, catch your eye. I mean, you gotta, you got to give it to Bones Fossil for what he did with that kick block. Yeah, and uh, speaking of the kicking game, we were worried about the Cowboys kicker, and he missed the first extra mm-hmm. point, but he was perfect mm-hmm. after that. And 
Like you're talking about a guy that didn't play college football. He played soccer and he kicked in the USFL, but there were no fans watching in the USFL. His first NFL game, national TV, on the road, packed house. Nerves probably got him on that first extra point, but after that he looked really good and looks like the Cowboys may have been right and have found themselves a kicker. Yeah, and um, uh, there's a young guy, Deron Bland. Oh, yeah. Making a huge play <clears throat> with the return. The, you know, the, the I mean, and, and there's Diggs in the middle of everything. Diggs forces a fumble, f- causes the uh, the pick six. I mean, how, how I mean, that, and, and then Aaron goes over to his son, Aiden, the cute little, the great kid that we've seen even going back to like hard knocks a few years ago when when they were doing that. And Diggs, Diggs runs that ball over to him and puts it up in the stands. And I, I kind of had to laugh because I think the I think some of those fans that I'm sure I don't know if they knew they were by Diggs' son or not. You know, some of those they didn't really know probably who that was. And I I think they were even maybe trying to kind of reach over there like, hey, maybe he's giving us the ball. And then the, the little guy gets the ball and just goes crazy and starts celebrating with it. And um, and that, that youngster has to be at least like, I think he's like six, seven years old now. What a neat, what a neat deal that is to watch. But uh, Cowboys get it done. I You cannot pick out too much to be concerned about with the Cowboys. And now they get to watch the Jets from home. There's some weather in the area, by the way, at MetLife. Uh, so, uh, and they, they did a shelter-in-place situation. I was going to look back at that and see if we have any more information because we are now less than two hours away from kickoff of Monday Night Football. And public safety alert just went out about 18 minutes ago. <laughs> there is severe weather approaching. All patrons may seek shelter inside the stadium, inside your vehicles, or the walkover bridge to American Dream. I don't know what that is. Please do not gather at entrances. Event staff are available to guide and assist you. So we're in a bit of a a public safety alert given the weather there in the New Jersey area. And um, Aaron, I didn't. I just noticed this. You know how it's MetLife Stadium. They call it. They put these big signs up, and they call it Jet Life. Jet Life. I kind of mm. like that. Hmm. I kind of like that. The Jets put these huge, and they even allow them to put it on the digital boards. Um, Jet Life. That's good. That's okay. Um, all right, Aaron. Let's um, let's let's hear from Dave Aranda. I I you know win or lose, I gotta say I like hearing from him. He he's highly intellectual. He has interesting things to say. I know fans want him to be more fiery and all that kind of stuff. That, hey, it's not going to happen. All right? It's like asking Wade Phillips, who we had on the other day, hey, Wade, start screaming at the players and be mad and bang the podium after games. Never going to do it. Never going to do it. It's not who he is. So any thought that Aranda is going to change who he is, and, of course, if he did, Aaron, we'd call him fake. Everybody would be like, oh, he's being fake. 
Although I guess Baylor fans wouldn't have aired if he started screaming on the sidelines. Probably would <laughs> like it. Right. <laughs> I don't think they'd call him fake. I think they would enjoy it. But again, it's 0 2. Now, it could get really horrible and ugly, but it could end up fine. They, I mean, they still could end up with seven or eight wins. I know it seems far-fetched right now. It seems extremely far-fetched. They're one huge win over Texas away from being at 500 and us thinking a whole different thing about this program, this coach, and this team. All right, there's always another opportunity around the bend. All right, this is optimistic Mosley. We got, we got Dower Drake out of here. Drake... Aaron, when we were signing off, do you, he was just – he was all over the place. Who who did he have that was getting fired? I think he had Whittingham on yeah. the hot seat for Utah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, did you hear him one time today, Aaron, ask me um, where I was going with something? <laughs> I mean, do you think I know how to answer that? Like, I don't – I've never professed to know where I'm going with something. I almost young said – what are you going to say? What are you I almost said, say? give him a minute so he can figure that out. <laughs> That's how this works. I know you're Drake, new, to the, new to the show, but. <laughs> Drake literally was like, where are you going? And I'm like, what did I say to him? You'll know. That's for me to decide, I think is what I said to young Drake. Well, He's learning. He's learning. What did you say? I said, y'all got a little chippy there for a second. Oh, No, hey, I know yep. you didn't. We're fine. Oh, we, got, we got a little chippy the other day. I think it was no sleep. No sleep. We'll blame, blame it on no sleep, but we're we're doing fine. Okay, it is. Uh, we roll on here. Let's listen in. Uh, in fact, young Drake was out with Dave Aranda earlier today. Let's listen to Dave Aranda. Let's react to some of it. Let's do it next. The Bears are home again at McLean Stadium this Saturday morning, hosting the Long Island Sharks on Family Weekend. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley. 11 a.m. kickoff for Game 3 of the season. Join John, JJ, and Ricky for all the play-by-play all season long. It's the Bears and the Sharks this Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. September is the month to buy a Chevrolet truck. On every 2023 Silverado, you can take advantage of 0% for 36 months or as low as 3.9% for 72 months. Combine this with fantastic trade-in values, award-winning service department, and award-winning body shop, and zero gimmicks. It's a no-brainer. So give us a call, 254-840-3261, or shop us 24-7 at turnerschevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. New roads. I'm Joe Kaleo. Businesses are driven by vision and passion, and we share that drive. We aim to build a relationship with you to help ensure your financial plan matches your ambition. Together, let's bring your vision to life. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? 
Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October, and the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. You'll enjoy great food and great service before or after a Baylor football or basketball game at the Brazos Landing. Located within walking distance from McLean Stadium and Baylor's new Foster Pavilion, don't wait in traffic. Enjoy a meal on the water at the Brazos Landing. Reservations welcome. And for Baylor home games, park your car at the Brazos Landing for $50 and get that $50 back as voucher for your upscale dining experience. It's the Brazos Landing where I-35 and the Brazos River meet. Built to do more for less. That's the way we roll. With our new Kubota BX1880 package from WC Tractor. This four-wheel drive tractor is neatly packaged with loader, bucket, and shredder. For as little as $2.99 a month, take care of landscaping, gardening, and general maintenance without breaking the bank. Think of all the jobs you can do with your new Kubota. Payments are valid now through September 30th. Visit WCKubota.com or go to KubotaUSA.com for more info. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit thebaylorlinefoundation.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, we will, we're going to listen to some Dave Aranda, and we're going to react to some things that he had to say. Again, I know people are mad at him right now. They're 0-2. I think they played a lot better. I kind of find him fascinating. I really do. And, and I don't know what's going to happen in the coming weeks. I'm not one. I just don't find myself just constantly. Well, if, what if they're one in five? What if they're one in six? I know things could get out of hand. I see it. Don't I, I mean? I, it's not that I don't see it, but I kind of like to just, if I could, maybe see how they do against Texas. I mean, you know, could there is there a way that they play great against Texas? It's a shootout and they lose. I mean, and do we all have to say, oh, these guys going to get fired or whatever? I don't know that we have to. There seems like there's in the media. And everybody is just a, just a constant, and then uh, and then of course we're all critics of oh the game day atmosphere. I didn't now, Aaron. You weren't you were having to produce the game back at the mothership. <laughs> they did they did some cheers that were a little bit lacking, and I hate it for Derek because Derek's such a good PA man. He does a great job, and they got him up there leading the cheers like he's like an Aggie yell leader or something. That's not what. Derek needs, but it's fun. You know what? They're trying, and they did a great job in basketball this year. So I, I just, I, I am not going to spend a lot of time critiquing. Oh my gosh, the 
the chants weren't good or the crowd wasn't, you know, whatever. I mean, the crowd, if the crowd doesn't want to show up after that Texas State thing, what are you going to do? I'm going to be there no matter what. I'm not going to, like, get onto the crowd and try to shame anybody to coming or, or doing a better chant or saying green and gold. Now, I would, if we're going to do one of those chants, Aaron, let's stick with, like, Baylor, Bears, Baylor, Bears. Let's not try to slip in a green, gold, green. I mean, stick with the one we kind of know. Let's not be trying to slip in weird stuff. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough of that. Aaron, Tommy B's out there listening. Tommy Tommy B, our guy, he's out there, the voice of Robinson. Uh, long time, he does a lot of baseball work. Both, uh, used to be the voice of Baylor baseball, voice of uh, the Longhorns, Texas Longhorns, does a lot of Texas Longhorns baseball. But uh, good, to, good to know Tommy B's out there checking in with us. Now, let's listen to a little bit of... Dave Aranda from today's press gathering, and uh, let's react because, um, you know, you'll hear our own Drake Toll jumped in. Others got in there kind of, you know, kind of pushing Dave a little bit. Hey, Dave's fine. He can handle it. But I, I want to listen to Dave, and I want to react to some of it. We'll stop and start this. Uh, here is Dave Aranda uh, talking about the loss to the Utah Utes, the Heartbreaking loss, I might add. To see you guys um, in reviewing the film, a lot of positives, and um, you know, couldn't overcome the negatives. And so, uh, impressed with how we came out, impressed with the physicality that we played with, the speed that we played with, the confidence that we played with. A lot of that was all, you know, at issue and um, in question after our first game and so to see the improvement on that and then to have focused on that and worked on that and to see that carry over um, was really good to see you know I thought energy and edge you know the confidence in how we do our work and and the uh, violence in which we do it I thought was there the execution uh, however was not you know and I thought as the game went on uh, and all the credit to Utah um, it became harder to to execute, particularly offensively. And, um, you know, I thought the defense being on the field for as long as they, they were and continue to fight, you know, offense we were trying our best to, and then to end the way we ended was, um, was uh, um, you know, it was hurtful and it was uh, frustrating and just all the things. And so, you know, to be in the locker room afterwards and to round guys up and say that, um, you know, I'm proud of the effort and I'm proud of the fight, um, but we have to finish, you know, and we didn't. And so to to recognize that you let one get away with all due respect to Utah, um, I think is where you have to start. And, uh, you know, that's where we're at. And so moving ahead, um, the, the challenge becomes that, hey, this one, um, this one effort, this one fight that was put up versus Utah is not a one-time thing. Like, that's who we are. That's how we move. That's how we work. And so it's to bring that into this next game with increased um, execution. You know, I, I look at... Um, the false starts, which have been something that we have not been able to get over, 
uh, get over through or get over with. I think that you know we have to fix that. I think we've got to be able to fix um, getting off the field on third down. I think we have to be able to fix um, closing people out in short yard scenarios and getting stops. And there's things that have shown in the last two games that uh, have to get fixed. And so our our point um, and our uh, our mission, so to speak, is to get that done this week. Um, looking at Long Island, the, you know, offensively, um, we'll see who plays at quarterback. Um, they've got quarterbacks that can run. Um, a similar play that uh, hurt us with the Utah game, quarterback counter and gap schemes and all of it, they, they run that. And they run various other um, other design quarterback runs. I think they've got good skill. They've got some receivers that can be mismatches. Um, they're kind of short in stature, but quick and fast. And then uh, defensively, they load the box and they'll play tight coverage and they'll disguise late to get out to uh, cover two. A couple coaches on the staff that I've worked with before, you know, uh, Dwayne Thomas was our star, was our nickel our nickel safety, rather. Um, in 2016, we played um, at, we were at LSU and we played Alabama. I think, um, you know, played him really well. And Dwayne was our nickel and had a lot of success in that game. Is you know, always knew he was going to be a uh, be a coach. So way proud of him. And then um, you know, they're they're I think the title of special assistant to the head coach uh, Kevin uh, Cosgrove was with us at LSU also. And so. Um, it was a big factor in the defense success this last couple of years there. So I have a lot of respect for their coaches. I know that they're um, they're going to give us their best effort. Uh, for us, this is this is uh, where we have to be able to take a step, and we've got to be able to get better and play with energy and edge and execution. Take questions from you guys if you got any. All right, questions are coming. I mean, I any questions? I know Matt? you got a uh, what's that? No, so you got I, any questions, Matt? Yeah, I just, I just kind of like, uh, I get a kick out of the fact that we're going to look at, I mean, this is obviously looking back at the tape and there's always some media member who will help the head coach and go, what do you think about Long Island or whatever? And it's like, nobody, they want to know, you know, after looking at the film about Utah and the Utes and, and everybody that was there today did a nice job looking back and trying to examine Utah. Dave's good at, at saying what he needs to say, and he's already started to – he's got to get his team to respect Long Island. I mean, you hope this game's over in a hurry. You're going to have a – it is a great move by Baylor to make it parents weekend because you're going to get a ton of parents and families, and you're going to get decent attendance when this could have been a mess. You're also – the weather's starting to break a little bit, and, and that's good. That's good. I mean, Aaron, 7 a.m., we'll be on there getting you ready for a kick against Long Island. <laughs> we'll have a nice time with it, and uh, we'll have a strong pregame show. And uh, Office of Baylor alumni, i got to say Paul Thorpe and, and uh, Doug Furch and the whole gang, and it was just, uh, you know, they, they're, uh, they're just great folks to work with, and we appreciate it. The whole scene out there is really enjoyable. And then some of the people that showed up to, uh, as we were – Finishing, uh, J.J. Joe showed up and Ricky Thompson. They were doing a little thing with J-Mo, and, and it was just neat to get to visit with them. And Drake was there, and we just kind of got to got to you know interact. So that was good. Let's continue, though. Um, 
with the questioning of Dave Aranda. Let's hear what uh, some of the questions are and what Dave has to say. Dave, uh, you mentioned having to finish better. Uh, On the season, it's 21 to 7, the other guys in the fourth quarter, obviously 14 to nothing the other day. You know, is that fixing that? Is that a mindset? Is it conditioning, execution, maybe a little of all of that? I appreciate that. I think it's a little bit of all of it. I think it's, um, we've got. We've got guys that, especially defensively, if you look at this last game, they were on the field for quite a bit. And then you look at offensively, you've got guys that, um, you know, uh, maybe they're young guys, maybe they're they're inexperienced, and the pressure's on, and we got to make a play, and we've got to execute in this moment, and we didn't do it, you know. And uh, you know, the the trick with a lot of that is that throughout the week we are, and then we get to those moments, and the moments are too big, and so we're running out of time for that, you know, uh, dog and pony show to continue and so the um, we've got to, we've got to be able to take that next step and get past that to be able to finish games the way we need to. Dave you talked about the Air Force game and some recruiting losses about how to keep this from spiraling mm-hmm. now it's six consecutive losses mm-hmm. how do you keep tangibly the, the morale mm-hmm. with the team where it needs to be? Appreciate that. Yeah, I think from the inside in talking to the team, it's they can feel the um, the improvement. You know, I think going into the first game with Texas State, I mean, there wasn't very few people I think that saw that coming, and so I think the 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 inexperience and just the uh, nervousness and the anxiousness uh, got a hold of us, and we couldn't get it shook for a half, and it was too too much, and defensively could never really recover, and then. You look at this last game, just to, to attack it the way we did is what I, w- I would have wanted to expect in the first game. And so to be able to kind of to um, narrow the focus and to continue to up the quality of the work that we do, to have the energy and the edge, but the execution to be upped and then to increase the speed and to play faster and to play more confident. I think those are things that they feel and they, they can sense that. And so it's a matter of trying to, again, eliminate the distractions and stay right and stay focused on what's right ahead of us because I think they they feel some momentum um, however slight and I understand from the outside I can I totally see it but I think they they can see the improvement Dave going back to that Texas State game how does kind of a, a game like that where you expect to win kind of change your mentality heading into this week which might also be viewed as a game that you guys expect to win no appreciate that yeah I think I mean you really can't um, you can't really expect anything. I think everything's got to be earned, and I think, especially with the young, with um, some guys that are that are playing, that are seeing considerable minutes and um, haven't been in wars yet, haven't been scarred, haven't bled, haven't any of that, and so this is their opportunity to do that. I think it very much has to be, um, you know, you're earning it throughout the week. It very much has to be. I've put time in. I've uh, I've invested. Um, I have sacrificed, and I think you know, as coaches, you got to have a rock in your shoe, and you've got to demand um, the standard. And so I think, I think when it's that way, I think you can push guys that have all the ability, but don't know what they don't know yet, to higher levels, and that's our plan. All right, um, a lot of interesting stuff. You heard Drake Toll, our own Drake Toll, from the Matt Mosley show. You hear him three to five asking about. What happened with, uh, you know, six in a row? How do you, how do you keep this thing from spiraling? 
Um, I think Dave understands it's there. He thinks the players are building some momentum, and he and he, and he kind of said, as slight as it might be, uh, I I understand that. I don't. You know, it's. I think it's hard for people on the outside to see any momentum. They just see a loss. You can't look at that oh, Texas State game and the Utah game and and think that was the exact same team. Now, they lost it, and as he said, and I kind of liked his statement there, and that's about his kind of – he's a little put out, not with anybody in the media, with his team. He said, can't quit, keep doing that dog and pony show. That's what kills, boy, fans – that's what's going to kill macros, administrators, you know, all that kind of stuff, is when you say things like, well, they're doing it in practice, they look great in practice, and they're not bringing it over. No one cares. <laughs> no one cares. No one gives a, a lick about that. Uh, it's can you do it when it's, when it's cutting time, as they say. I didn't want to say the whole thing. Can you do it? And, and they can't right now. But Dave rightly showed some displeasure with we can't keep having this dog and pony show okay am i showing a little more fire than dave (laughs) sure but that's just how i am i'm a little more emotional all right you know if i'm if i'm a little bit upset then then every once in a while i'll calm down but dave to me that was kind of dave showing a little bit of we're we're getting sick of this now also that Rock in the shoe. I kind of like that. Kind of like the rock in the shoe. Kind of like that uncomfortable feeling of a rock in the shoe. You know, like, how do you deal with that? Now, Aaron, there's a fine line, isn't there? They fired one coach because he uh, apparently maybe didn't have the right spirit around players. Or maybe, what you know, again, I don't know exactly what happened with Ron Roberts, but he wasn't the right fit. They decided he'd had enough. He had to fire his mentor. They bring Matt Palage in. Aaron, Drake and I had that conversation about Drake did not think anything could change on the defense. I said, hey, I think Matt Palage would be better in week two than he was week one. I think Drake thought that was preposterous. Well, they were a lot better on defense. Palage did a really nice job calling that game. They, they couldn't do it in the end, though. They couldn't get off the field. Gosh, we've seen the Cowboys over the years do that a million times. Aaron, as that drive was unfolding, that quarterback that gave them a little juice finally, I was – I just knew it. You knew it. It just was – it was – it. they were moving it too well, and the Bears just could not stop them. After being so good – Oh, my gosh. I mean, DJ Coleman, uh, Caden Jenkins. I mean, our man 51 out there, Jordan, Kyler. I mean, mean, these guys are – these guys were playing so well. Matt Jones was a monster. I mean, they were – I mean, the hits were awesome. Picking them off the ground, throwing them down. Those hits were awesome. Aaron, I want to – there was a young man that made a hit on that that, – punt return or was it kick return was that a punt return i think it was a punt return i mean he lit it was it was uh caleb uh parker he's a he is a uh a walk-on uh that maybe he's gonna be on scholarship soon caleb, caleb parker was a safety 
at Lake Highlands High School in Dallas, uh, in Richardson Independent School District, but in Dallas, Texas. And he's fought and fought and fought to get time on special teams, and he made one of the hits of the day. And they looked at it for targeting, and they decided it wasn't targeting. I mean, I, I got to say, even in a loss, that kind of stuff fires me up. That guy came down there and put a lick. Now, again, I don't like seeing somebody get hurt. He hit him so hard, the guy couldn't get up. The guy, I mean, he was fine. I'm just saying he, 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 but he was kind of put in a different world a little bit. And, but it was a clean and tremendous hit. Uh, and I wanted to mention that one. Aaron, let's hear one more. Uh, we got Rangers coming up. They've got the final stand for the old Rangers as they play against uh, Toronto this evening. Let's hear just a little bit more of Coach Aranda. Dave, you had three new starters in the secondary this last mm-hmm. week. How did those guys play, and particularly Caden Jenkins as a, as a true freshman? Appreciate that. I thought Caden you know, plays with confidence. He plays uh, with energy. Um, he is unafraid and uh, attacks things, and, and that's been you know here. And he took it across the, the bridge and, and did it there. And so um, knew that he would. You know, thought DJ really played well, too. I thought there was some uh, feeling out moments early, and there was some feeling out moments late, too. But I think overall, he was really... Uh, Aggressive and confident, and play fast. And you know, I think the the there's going to be more guys that are going to play uh, as it goes. You know, you look at um, uh, Trey's playing D line wise as a young guy. Uh, we're probably get, we need to get some more linebackers involved um, with young people. And so I think to have the depth that we need, they're going to for sure factor in. Dave, you addressed it after the game, but can you talk a little bit about what you saw from Sawyer on Saturday and what you're hoping to see from him against LIU? Appreciate that. Yeah, I saw in the I saw throughout the week um, strong leadership. I saw confidence. I saw um, you know an energy throughout practice. I saw a real strong work ethic. Um, you know, staying staying here late, uh, visiting with Sean, visiting with Grimy, getting into um, all the film and all the books, and then in the game I saw an initial um, uh, initial start or a first half, let's say, of all of that coming to coming to life. You know, I thought he attacked things. I thought he was. Um, um, he was really direct and uh, took command of adjustments. And when we had to, you know, they would bring their Sam Strong safety from the field and they would roll the cover two to that side and play zero on the backside. And he was a staple of theirs. And so he would see it and direct and adjust a run to go opposite and, and uh, was adjusting protection. And so just took control uh, as if he'd been there the whole time. And that was what it was throughout the week. I thought, um, you know, there in the third quarter, I thought it, it kind of flipped. And, um, you know, that, that's when the turnovers happened. And I think he was kind of battling just adversity. And I think that really our whole offense kind of fell under that as well. And um, we struggled to move it from that point on. And so I think looking forward now, it's having gone through all that. It's one thing to kind of say it. It's another thing to have gone through it. And I think you're stronger for it. And so you want to go through that having learned and uh, applied lessons from it to be better and I know that he's all about that and you know I left we just left him he's up there now and so I anticipate a really strong performance by him all right I think you'll be good too I mean it's a good 
good matchup for everybody. But he needs to just come out, be sharp, be on top of it, and then get ready for Texas. Go in there with a lot of confidence. This is not a guy who lacks for confidence at all. He he threw some big plays. I like the fact that at the very end, even as bad as that interception was, he's still throwing down there trying to get him the win. I mean, Aaron, I mean, as bad as – I mean, I know that was kind of like, well, it's the end of the game. They're at the 22-yard line. Well, he completed that ball down there. Hal Presley makes a good catch, gets out of bounds with a second left. And if if they – Aaron, if they, catch, if they get that interference call, they're on the two-yard line. Mm-hmm. They're running a final play down a touchdown from the two. And then it could have been some overtime. They could have just decided to go for two, just in that thing right down there. Wouldn't that have been amazing? Again, it was just it was awful how it all happened there at the end. But uh, really, I, I Sawyer's numbers, rating, and all that not good, not good. But leadership wise, the way he carries himself, he's fine. He's fine. If if anybody out there in the Baylor family is trying to beat up on this guy. You're you're barking up the wrong tree. First of all, I mean, he's all you got right now. I mean, I like the guy behind him, but Sawyer's the guy, and and he's plus he's a great. I think he's got tremendous leadership skills and attributes. Um, let's let the guy, let's let the guy hunt. Let's let him go, and and we'll see how he does against what are we calling him, Aaron? Liu. I thought that was. Uh, I thought we called somebody else. Liu. Anyway, Long Island. Let's get it. Let's get out there and take down these people. I I don't care that it's Long Island. I'm just looking for a win. And uh, what are they, Aaron? The Long Island Sharks. That's right. It's Shark Week in Waco, folks. All right, Rangers are coming up, and so we got to leave it with you. Rangers, Toronto, first pitch, six oh seven. We got to go straight into that. Uh, great job, Aaron. Tremendous show. Thought Drake brought some really good stuff today. The Mosley Show carries on tomorrow at 3 o'clock, immediately after the JMO program at 2. And remember, Press Box uh, at noon with Ward Whites. All right, everybody, listen to the Rangers on uh, ESPN Central Texas tonight, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Modern Media, your full-service advertising agency. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 football on the Monday. Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. Coming up, a marquee.